This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is a Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Ricky Wimmer. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And today, we are going to probably our favorite episode. Uh, well, I mean, outside of the mock drafts. This is probably our favorite episode of the year. I like the mock draft, so I'm putting this at two. So, what do you thought? What do you thought, Dave? Yeah, I'm a junkie for the mock. <laughs> this is one of my personal favorites, at least. This is our prediction video for the 2018-2019 season. We are going to give you our playoff predictions, uh, both the seed predictions, obviously what's going to happen with our seeds in the playoffs, our NBA Finals winner, and we're also going to add an addition, and we're going to have award predictions as well for the season. So we're super excited for this. Before we jump in, though, check out patreon.com slash podcast if you want to be on a podcast pick your topic come on with us and talk about your topic we'd love to have you on check out patreon.com slash most podcast but boys let's get into it how it's going to work out we're going to do west predictions in the first segment east predictions in the next segment playoff predictions in the next segment and then wrap it up with our award predictions and real quick this is not going to be indicative of our team rankings that you saw. We keep getting comments saying we don't know what we're talking about. Again, I love it. Those I were it. numbers, and that's you know math geeks. What math geeks like? This the, is actual real analytics. This is real well, the analysis. Funny thing is, is like even with the analytics, like we're <laughs> taking a portion of what contributes to a team. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not even the whole picture of the team. There's no so. team chemistry. There's no yeah. you know, the, the, other, the the remainder of the bench. Yeah, what we leave out eight players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's like Toronto gets screwed by that because like their bench is so good. Really, it's the playoff rankings. Those are the best playoff teams because the rotations get shorter. Okay, eh. kind of. Not really. I mean, are you eh. gonna? Are you gonna? Yeah, are you gonna take Ma- the Mavericks over the Raptors in the playoffs? No, but I mean, <laughs> well, that's with, that's what our, <laughs> what our rankings said. How we do it? I mean, with the rotations, can't argue smaller, with those numbers. Dirk is better than Serge Ibaka. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, let's jump into it. Let's uh, go through our predictions and let's go through the West, and we will go to Ricky first. Do you want me for the audio listeners? Because YouTube, they'll just see it. Do you want me to go eight to one or one through eight? One to eight. Okay, so starting off number one in the West, the Golden State Warriors. They're just going to go back and be kings of the West. I know that the Rockets were number one. Rockets will go back to number two. Then the big one for me, the Lakers. They are the three seed this year. LeBron going to will them to that spot. Jazz will be at four. Thunder will be at five. We'll get that rematch again in the playoffs. Spurs with DeMar DeRozan will be six. The Pelicans and AD will be at seven, and then the Nuggets will get into the playoffs this time and be the eighth seed like they should have last year. Dave, give us your one through eight. Sure. At the number one seed, I've got the Phoenix Suns. No, I'm just <laughs> it's it's the Warriors. Uh, the number two seed, it's the Rockets. Three, I have the Spurs. Four, the Nuggets. Five, the Jazz. At six, I do have the Lakers in, and seven, the Thunder. Eight, the Memphis Grizzlies. Building that, on my hot take. Yeah, because, again, <laughs> if you didn't see our hot take predictions, Dave said that the Memphis Grizzlies would be in the playoffs. Yep. And if you didn't see mine, you're about to know it now. <laughs> At number one, I had the Golden State Warriors. At two, I had the Houston Rockets. At three, with the top three finishing and MVP voting, Nikola Jokic leading the team. The Denver Nuggets at three, uh-huh. at four, the Utah Jazz. Dude, I regret that <laughs> hot take so much, but I'm sticking with it. Good I am on rooting. You. Good on you. I am rooting so hard for Nikola Jokic. <laughs> it's not even funny. And when I don't see him high enough in list, I start to have panic attacks. So we, so we have to get you a Jokic jersey this year. 
right? Maybe. I, I like <laughs> I like their Mile High ones. They're uh, I think it's the city ones or whatever. Yeah. It's it's not their home away. It's like their alternate. Yeah. Those are sweet. The blue ones with the Mile High. Anyways, at four I have the Utah Jazz. At five I have the Oklahoma City Thunder. My arms are too white to pull off back basketball jerseys though. You know, like you just my, wear, my little you, hot dog arm sticking out. You just right. like a small. Because this these this like up here my biceps weight is like just bad. We'll get like, we'll, we'll get you small. White. We'll let you rock it out. You, you be the guy that wears a t-shirt underneath. You You'll be fine. At five, I have the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> at six, I have the Los Angeles Lakers. At seven, I have the New Orleans Pelicans. And at eight, I have the San Antonio Spurs. I don't know where to start with this because, you know, obviously we have pretty much the same teams. Dave, you have the Grizzlies in there. Um, and outside of that, every other team is the same. So let's start with a team that's not in there because yeah. there are so many teams that could make it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Minnesota's a team that was in there last year and didn't make it. But I think there was one glaring omission for all of our lists yep. um, that was the third seed last year, the Portland Trailblazers. Why did you guys not have the Portland Trailblazers in your playoff predictions? I just feel like the Lakers and the Nuggets are going to be better. Like, it has nothing to do with the Blazers being worse, like a little bit because they were such a high seed. I just feel like they'll fall a little bit in the seeding, but then also the Lakers and the Nuggets, to me, are going to have better seasons. So they'll get in and two teams, Blazers being one of them, will just get knocked out. Are we overreacting too much to what the Pelicans did to the Blazers in the playoffs last year? Because that was a big thing that we talked about with the coaches, <laughs> that Terry Stotts is such a great regular season coach, but he falters in the playoffs. Maybe? <laughs> Uh, probably, probably. I'll, I'll admit that I, I look at that Blazers team and I don't see improvements. I don't see them building depth at the wing. I don't see them getting a third guy who can really, you know, run that offense if Dame or CJ aren't cooking. Because while Nurkic is great, Nurkic is still a center, and you can't win around him playing bully ball down low. You just can't keep up with teams. The, the pace on the floor needs to be higher. So they didn't address their position need in my mind. Um, so I look at these other teams, like Gergi mentioned, you know, either Memphis coming back healthy this year for me, the Lakers at, with the additional LeBron and that roster switch up, and then obviously the Nugget, the Nuggets going to be flying, playing at like an incredible pace this year. Yeah, you mentioned the, the, not, the Blazers not addressing positional needs, and obviously, you know, they didn't really address the wing depth, but yeah. one thing that they did do was put a lot of stocks and a lot of guards. We see them draft yeah. Anthony Simmons, we see them bring in uh, Seth Curry, they brought in Sauce Castillo as well. They put a lot of money into guards this offseason, so maybe they're trying to at least you know, they didn't like any of the wings out there. They like the guards. So at least when CJ and Dame aren't cooking or when they're not on the floor, they won't lose some of that that, that speed. But, but I, I just, I don't see it as well. But for those couple of minutes, like, I mean, in the playoffs, look at the minutes played for Dame and CJ. Like, it's not like they're riding the bench for, like, you know, large chunks. It just, it's very concerning when, I, I know Alfredo Camino is a good player. And I know that, like, he's a serviceable defender. And, like, on offense, like, he can pop off, like, once a month. But beyond that, like he's just not a guy, and that's Evan Turner. We know what Evan Turner is. He's never going to be a consistent three-point shooter. He can facilitate a little bit, but it's just like it's good enough to be a, you know an NBA starter, NBA player, but like not good enough to actually be that third man in the rotation. I look at other teams in the West, and I just they have enough answers. They have more options, well, and, and yeah. And the thing that I was kind of thinking about when you said they haven't added enough, think about the other teams. So if you just go right below mm-hmm. them. Before I get into it, though, the Nuggets, to me, didn't make a ton of additions. Like, to me, no. the big one I think yeah. of is Michael Porter Jr., but he could be a Ben Simmons type Isaiah of player as well. that's injured. Isaiah Thomas coming off the bench. That could be huge. They're more of me a flip with the T-Wolves. T-Wolves are out, Nuggets are in. But every other team, the Thunder, I think, are going to be better, even though they lost Mello. Paul George and Russ will work better. They get back 
Roberson as mm-hmm. well, which should be helpful. The Jazz, they were a good team last year. They got a rookie that you had in our the live the mock draft. Love the pick for them, bringing in Grayson Allen. I think they're going to be better this year with Donovan Mitchell in his second year. The Pelicans, yeah, they lose Boogie, but if AD willed them to the sixth seed last year, I think they can do the same. And the Spurs get, they didn't have Kawhi last year and got to the seventh, and now they get DeMar DeRozan. And they could climb in the playoff seedings, and then the Lakers get LeBron. And I think some people might see that them losing Kawhi, the Spurs, as mm-hmm. a you know a loss, and it is. But again, he only played seven games for them. Yeah. DeRozan will be out there, and he'll be able to win some games for them. Uh, and I think you know, obviously, Pop is such a great coach, and you know, Dejounte Murray is going to get better. Yeah, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge was absolutely fantastic last year. They're going to have two guys who were you know I think in the top thirteen of MVP voting last year in DeRozan and Aldridge now onto that team. Yes, they got worse because they lost Kawhi, but also Kawhi didn't help them last year. So I think that's going to be a big thing. And also just one final thing on Portland. If they don't have that 13-game win streak starting on February 14th, mm-hmm. I don't think they make the playoffs mm-hmm. Probably last not. year. So I mean, and, and that was they, what, they definitely finished in the 13th. to get between three and eight it was, last year? Yeah, three like games a, separated out of the playoffs and where the Blazers So were. I, it that's was such a close yeah. thing last year, and I don't think they have the depth. And again, like you talked about the teams that made additions, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Spurs— added to DeRozan, and there's a lot of depth on these teams. I don't see that depth in, in Portland. And we look at Minnesota, Minnesota is such a shit show. Yeah. Like, we don't know what's going to happen with Jimmy Butler, if he's going to be on the team, if he's going to play with that team. And then we look at them outside of it, they have a defensive coach and an, you know a lot of offensive players. Like, Derrick Rose can have a comeback season. I still don't think that means they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Do you guys understand what he's doing with the Jeff Teague-Derrick Rose backcourt, by the way? Mm-mm. Like, I know it's preseason, but I'm already just, like... What are you doing? I, my favorite thing about the T-Wolves that I saw recently was yeah. I looked at their page to see if there was anything with the Jimmy Butler trade because right. that kind of would affect what I'm going to talk about in the East when it comes to the Heat. And my favorite headline was from the jump where they're like, did uh, Pat Riley did really tell Thibodeau to get your bleeping house in order? Like, I can believe hey, it. man, get your, get, get your house in order because we need to get this trade That's done. That's a Pat Riley move. <laughs> I, I would 100% believe it. Um. And, 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 you know, with Minnesota, they barely made the playoffs last year. And, like, we don't know what's going to happen. They needed the last game. It was Jimmy Butler willing them in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing this year is if he doesn't play, I don't think, let's just clarify. Does anyone expect him to be on this team at the end of this year? No. I don't think he's going to play a game in a Minnesota Timberwolves jersey this year. I agree with you. I agree with that, but that doesn't mean he gets traded. I could but, see so a, he's I not could, going to contribute at all to I this could team, see a sit if, which means if, I could see Thibodeau and them saying, no, we don't want to trade him, and him saying, well, I ain't going to play for you. Well, but that's when he gets fired uh, from his job and they force a trade. I see the, the owner's going to trade Jimmy Butler no matter what. I They're not going to let him it makes sit it for like, mm-hmm. a week into the regular season. I'm just season saying with him on the team. that doesn't mean I agree with you, but that doesn't mean he gets traded for sure. It's not like a Point, 1v1 I, reaction. I, I don't think there's any way that he plays a game, and mm-hmm. I don't think there's any way he doesn't get traded. Yeah, so I mean, if, he's, he's gone. If we're taking Jimmy off of that Timberwolves team, then you're left with, obviously, Wiggins and Cat, and obviously we, we, we saw a lot out of Wiggins last year, ups and downs. Can he take over a game? Maybe. I mean, like, maybe... Tibbs will give him the uh, Jimmy Butler treatment and put him out there for 40-plus minutes a night and just tell him, like, yeah, 44 minutes, do you. And, like, let's just see how this works. But I just don't know that that team has enough answers. They're so, like, they're so mixed with their attitudes. The locker room's a shit show. 
is you know Derek Rose going to become a leader on the team again mm-hmm. at this point in his career? Well, and again, we look at the Timberwolves yeah. last year, and they barely squeaked out the Nuggets, and both teams were great offensively mm-hmm. and not yeah. that great defensively. Now you're taking off the best defensive player on the team in yep. Jimmy Butler, and arguably the best offensive player last year as well. I mean, he was a leader offensively. I know Cat's numbers were ridiculous, yeah. um, but, but Jimmy Cat Butler was still efficient when he needed him. So it's like you can't even use the guy when who's your technically your second best mm-hmm. player. So I mean, Jimmy Butler was so consistent. Yeah. I don't know if Cat can have that consistency if he sees an increase. I just don't trust the Minnesota Timberwolves at all. Outside of any of the other teams, because obviously you have Memphis, and we'll talk more about the yeah. teams that we do have in there, um, any teams outside of the playoffs that you think have a shot outside of Minnesota who were in last year and Portland who were in last year? Before I give my team, the one thing I wanted to add about Carl Anthony Towns, too, was the shots thing. If you look at game one in the playoffs, he played 40 minutes that first game but only had nine shots. Mm-hmm. Went three of nine in that one. But to answer your question, I'm going to say the Mavericks. They're going to be my big dark horse this year because of the additions that they made, not only getting DeAndre Jordan this offseason, Luka Doncic is the huge question mark for me. Like Throughout the entire draft process, you either loved or hated Luka. Either loved him or you hated him. And for me, it can be one of two sides with him. Either he comes in and he's just okay, or there could be the other side where he comes in, rookie of the year, and helps this team maybe get to a playoff spot. They would be a team I'd put... The dark horse sticker on. I uh, how how is he a question mark? He's the player we've seen the most tape out of anyone before hitting the NBA. He's played against professional athletes for the last couple of years. How is that a question? Like you know what he's going to do? I don't. I don't know exactly. I don't know if he's going to be you rookie of the year, ba- Luca, or if he's just going to be. I don't think he'll be bust, Luca, but he could be a okay Luca or rookie of the year, Luca. Like that's my question. Okay. Mark. We'll All talk right. about what we'll I think go, of we'll him, but I mean, some people will bring up, you know, his first shot in the preseason that was absolutely insane. He comes in on the left side, just tosses the floater <laughs> off the glass, and you're like, oh my god, this is why the Hawks fucked up. And then you can also see he grabs a spectacular rebound off of Ben Simmons' missed free throw, and then he comes up on the left side, and Simmons stops him. He just put the clamps um, on. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, some people might point at it as like, all right, he doesn't have that athleticism to beat next-level guys, yeah. but also you're going to see my thoughts on Ben Simmons later, <laughs> right. and you're going to see my thoughts on Luka Doncic later mm-hmm. on why I think that's not true. I like the Mavericks. I just don't think they have enough consistent talent because, you know, DeAndre Jordan's great, but DeAndre Jordan's not going to be able to, a guy that's going to put up 30 points ever. Like, he's not going to mm-hmm. be a guy that's going to be consistent oh, go-to like, scorer. Remember, we've seen, like, chunks of time where he's the go-to guy, and he's putting up, like, mm-hmm. 22-18 and 18 on, on a nightly basis for, is like, he did that a, for, like, a month, didn't is he? Is that a playoff team, though? I, okay, that's I what I'm this. trying Harrison to say. Harrison Barnes is probably the most underrated wing in the NBA right now. You go so back and forth on Harrison Barnes. Shut I up. go, he's a bust. He can't hit the side of a barn. To like <laughs> underrated wings, Harrison Barnes. No, I, I'm just, um, I'm just saying, like, like looking at that team, yeah, like Barnes, a, Barnes. I don't think he's a consistent go-to scorer. He's good, yeah. but I don't think he's a number one on a team. No. You look at DeAndre Jordan; he's not a number one on the team. You look at Dirk; he's too old to consistently right. contribute. And we look at Dennis Smith Jr. That's a lot to ask for a guy who was not efficient last year. And yes, he's going to have more weapons to take pressure off of mm-hmm. him. And obviously, having Luca next to him is going to help but i just don't know if they have enough star power yeah. to put them in the playoffs like you look at you know how close it was last year mm-hmm. to get into the playoffs you needed star power minnesota had jimmy san antonio had lamarcus new orleans had boogie and ad but mostly ad yep. utah had a, a, a spectacular team and some people can even say donovan mitchell i mean he yeah, was would, he was star worthy i mean the kid blew up i mean we all know gobert's a contribution but like donovan yeah. was the face of the team okc had russ portland had dame golden state 
duh. In uh, <laughs> Houston had, you know, James Harden and Chris Paul. So, I mean, you State, needed yeah. a star to make the playoffs last mm-hmm. year, and I don't think there is a star on this Dallas team Yet. to at least confidently put them in the playoffs. I think Dark that horse, this, yes, this but team I don't think so. at the their ceiling to me is the Nuggets of last year. Like their absolute ceiling is, mm. oh my God, their last game of the playoff, they need to beat this team to get in, mm. and then they lose and they're out by one. I just think that's a lot to ask for. Because yeah. I mean, you look Your at the Nuggets team, being too young and besides maybe Jokic, is there a star on that? A star on that team? They've got I mean, really Jamal good players Murray on that looks team. Looks like he could be, yeah. like, but he's he, not yet though. He shoots fucking fire. Like I'm so excited. Uh, um, I but, love the Nuggets yeah. too much to <laughs> talk bad about them. I, I, I think the the Mavs are a good pick. I, I like their mix of uh, youth and age, or youth and uh, veterans on that team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Dennis Smith Jr., I just don't know that he can be consistent. Like, he's so explosive, he's so passionate, and when he gets going, he looks like a fucking monster. But same time, like, I need to see his team play out before I'm ready to put them in, like, the ninth seed even. Like, I know I'm, we're talking, like, close to playoffs, but probably yeah. not going to. I'm just going to take the safe out and say that, like, I think the Clippers are a weird team. Like, They've got really good wings with mm-hmm. uh, Danilo Gallinari and Toby. And obviously, if Danilo stays healthy, it's been his biggest thing. But, like, dude can still shoot it lights out. Yep. He's a little slower, but I, I think he still can contribute at a pretty good level. They've got one of the best rookies, in, in my mind, taking in some points with uh, Shea Gilch Alexander. He's going to be able, big guard. He can do a little bit of everything. They've got good depth at guard, like monster depth at guard, let's just be honest. Um and I, I like their mix. I like their coach. I think that everything kind of can work together for them. Um, it's a team that I just don't know where they're going to be come mid-year, right around that tra- right around that trade deadline, because they could be sellers, they could be buyers. Like they could have Jimmy Butler on the team it's, already. It's fucking. It's the West effect. Mm-hmm. Like I can't pin them down yet. And that's why I look at you know those two teams that you mentioned. Obviously, Ricky throwing out the Mavericks. You throwing out the mm-hmm. Clippers. Those are the only two teams that. Outside of Portland, Blazers, Memphis, yeah. uh, Portland, Memphis, for me, missing the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Portland, Memphis, Minnesota, uh, the Clippers, and the Mavericks. Those are the only other teams that, outside of my playoffs, that could make it in. I don't think that the Kings so have really enough So we're just eliminating veteran. the Kings and the Suns. Uh, those are like the two for sure. Yeah, like, you're not yeah. in the playoffs. You I think no so. Chance. And I think, honestly... If we're talking about the teams that we already talked about too, Minnesota's probably the lowest on that okay, team too. Yeah. With with what's going on with yeah. that team, I don't like Tom Thibodeau as the, the coach, especially with the players he has right now. Yeah. I don't think he gels well with with Cat and, and Wiggins. And you know, I, I'm not too high on Memphis as well, but I can see the argument. Um, but I think if I'm saying a team from my playoffs that isn't making it, I'd go like Portland. I'd go probably Clippers. I mean, I'd probably throw the Mavericks in there. But again. Cool. The biggest thing outside of Portland, those teams really don't have a star to take over a game. And the only team that would be is Minnesota. But again, I don't think Cat's ready enough to lead a team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, um, but let's talk about the teams that actually are in there, and especially the Lakers, because now LeBron's going, coming from the East to the West. Yeah, how is he going to do in the Western Conference? I think we have varying degrees of his success levels. You have them going. Uh, at least to the top three seed, mm-hmm. um, and you have them uh, at six, at six as, as well as I do. I, I just had no idea where to put them when I was doing these rankings. So I had them as high as three, and I had them as low as eight. I don't know where to put them. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it became a math equation where it was when LeBron came to, I was like, all right, how many wins can LeBron add alone? Yeah. And a fair number that I've seen consensus from the comment section, I'm like, yeah, I could see that. Is 15. Okay. And if you add 15 to what this team was last year, that's about 50 wins. That's the third seed last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, they could be the third seed. They could be the third seed this year. I know that there's so many other things that go into it than just that, but 
there's a possibility for this team to be right because it's Warriors Rockets at the top, and then everybody else is just fighting to be a at the table and b which seat are you going to have at that table? My thing with that, like just simple equation, mm-hmm. is just you have to also look at what Cleveland did last year, mm-hmm. and they had fifty wins on the dot, and that was in a and their the roster Eastern was Conference. arguably worse on well, this two one besides rosters. like K Love, <laughs> but no, different different rosters. But I, I also think that that team, the Lakers or the Cavs, were tailored around LeBron. Mm-hmm. So while talent well, we wise, think that yeah, talent wise they were worse, but. And potential-wise, for sure, because there's a lot of young kids that can be absolutely great in L.A. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that team was technically built for LeBron, mm-hmm. and they only won 50 games. And I don't know if we're going to at least have that—I cons- you know, cons- don't know if we're going to have consistency on the Lakers, although they're more talented. Yeah. Yes, you're going to have you know great uh, you know output from Rajon Rondo, and he's c- been consistent for the past couple five years. Um, but, I mean, do we trust consistency from— Brandon Ingram, you know, fitting into a new role. Do I we trust, trust Lonzo Ball w- with consistency coming off his injury into a new role and also sharing time with Rajon Rondo? Do we trust Kyle Kuzma coming off the bench in a new role to have consistency? Jaleel McGee as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know where the consistency is going to come from. Can they At least know the situation of a game? Cleveland. Also, can they get a rebound and not dribble it out? Yeah, I think so. Taking shots like, at Jr. Still, I mean, besides K Love, playoffs in that the only one on the Cavs team last year that I want to put aside because nothing. It was not his fault. I even look at the Laker team, and even though they're younger than the Cavaliers, I think this roster with like a Lance Stevenson with a Rajon Rondo also is better than what LeBron had in Cleveland last year, and he got to 50 wins last year. But also but, LeBron in Cleveland, and I'll, let, I'll go to Dave yeah. next. I mean, the most wins they had was in 2015-2016, mm-hmm. and that was 57 wins. Mm-hmm. And that was, again, in an arguably a, a worse a conference. conference yeah. And right. that's with Kyrie and K-Love. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we know that LeBron has taken off regular seasons before. Last year he didn't, played 82 games. It was spectacular. We know that LeBron teams have coasted before, in, in the regular season, I just don't know what to expect, especially from a new team trying to gel together. Because some people will say, all right, you had a lot of teams, or a lot of players from this team that were already on that team. You know, KCP, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma. Um, Josh Hart. Josh Hart as well. Um, but I don't know if they're going to have enough, you know, homogenous right away. And it seems like so far they've been great together. I just don't know if it's going to last through the regular season enough. And I think they're going to falter every now and then. And it's going to be very similar to, I think, Cleveland's uh, run last year where they weren't consistent. They won every now and then, but mm-hmm. you'd see you know two tails of teams out there. You'd see the great Cavs. You see the, the horrible Cavs. I think we might see very similar output from the Lakers at least right on. You know, once they hit the playoffs, it could be completely different. But I just I have such a tough you know way. I I just have a tough time putting them in the top three. And my in, in last segment when we get to there will play into this also. Yeah, yeah. When, when I when I watch this Lakers team, and I know it's preseason, but you have to take everything you can out of this right now because there's so little tape, is they're, mo- they're a momentum-driven team. Like, mm-hmm. once they get rolling, things get easier for them. They're going to be one of the best teams in transition in the NBA. I watch their with their speed, their length, and their um, like basketball IQ on the court, having Rondo, LeBron James out there, Lance Stevenson. They know when to make the right passes. They know when to push the ball. They mm-hmm. know when to, you know, really put pressure on other teams. So, like, I think that this team is going to get on rolls, and we're going to see them, you know, rattle off like five, six wins. But then, like you said, Sean, they might flip back around, and lose two, three in a row because it's just that is what they're that's what they're going to be prone to do. They've got a lot of young players, and they're expecting a lot out of them 
I know, I think Sean and I are really high on Brandon Ingram mm-hmm. being the second guy on this team and, you know, really high expectations. So we're going to see how far Brandon Ingram can help take this team. And arguably, the best player on the team last year for the Lakers is not on that team anymore, and Julius Randle. I mean, he was, arguably, you could say that he was the best player, at least output-wise, okay, yeah. that he was the best player on that team last year, and now he's no longer on that team. Right. So how is that going to affect him? I just, I don't know where the consistency is going to come from, but they are, you know, incredibly talented yeah there's a ton of potential on this team and like you said they're you know incredibly smart because you look at all the young guys too they're smart players lonzo mm-hmm. is incredible basketball yeah. iq brandon Ingram was a smart player josh hart fantastic leader yeah. we look at kyle kuzma kuzma was a smart player Have last you seen year all the stuff with like kuzma and rondo pairing up Mm-mm. like all these off-season stories are basically like kuzma is going to rondo and being like show me how to absorb tape show me how to make the right pass show me how to look at this stuff and see how to correct my mistakes. And it's like everything you want to hear, like as a Lakers fan, like you just have to be like kind of gush at that point. You're like, oh, this is going to get good. Because you can see him coaching Kuzma on the sideline, even when they're playing. Like it was like making the right passes. He give him, He's giving him props for the right thing. And other times you see him where he screws up and like he looks to Kuzma, or Kuzma looks to Rondo. And like you see the disappointment in Rondo's face. And it's like, it's like having another coach on the court. Yeah. It's so cool. As a Bulls fan, it makes me hate myself because Jimmy ruined that for us. Yeah. Because we had that, and Jimmy ruined it. <laughs> yeah. LeBron won't but yeah, ruin I, that. I think the, the biggest hurt for this Lakers team is the obvious missing post at center. Like, JaVale McGee is yeah. going to give you 20 minutes, but, like, health-wise, he can't give you 35 in that range. So when they're doing these small ball lineups where you're having Kuzma rotate, Josh Hart, because of his strength, rotate on centers, like, you're not going to be able to have Le- LeBron can't do that for a whole season. Like if he bodies up at center, like there's no way his body would hold mm-hmm. up. I know he's a freak of nature, but like I feel like that would be the last straw. Like something <laughs> will break, and then he does it and shocks the world. And he might just do it. <laughs> and I don't think it's crazy that you have the Lakers at three at all. Mm-hmm. It's just I think there's so much mystery on this team, and the only mystery that you it, it, there's no there's no the only player that there's no mystery around at least is LeBron James. Yeah, we know he's going to be phenomenal. We know he's the best player in the NBA. I'd say Rajon too. Like you, we know what we're going to get out of Rajon. But well, no, because there's still that like, could he Mavs this situation? I, but I don't think he's gonna <laughs> Mavs it. But I think you know, what if I think there's also the question mark of you know, what if he's just playoff Rondo the whole time? You know, <laughs> I mean, like, what if what argue. if this what if this turns Rondo even up uh, another level? So I mean, we might see just you know plain old Rondo, but we also might see you know a Rondo that doesn't have a ton of responsibilities outside of helping these guys. And yeah. then when he's out on the floor, he just gels extremely well. Mm-hmm. We might see, you know, Rondo even take off. Like, I think there's a lot of question marks on this team. Like, how well is Lonzo going to grow? How well is B.I. going to grow? How well is uh, Kuzma going to adapt to his role? How well is the steal of the draft, apparently, in uh, Svi Mikhailu going to ball out? Like, I love that kid. Like, I think any team should be trying to trade for him because he's going to be, like, 10th on the rotation. <laughs> um, but I, I just look at this team... They're fantastic um, talent-wise, but I just don't know how they're going to gel. Yeah. Um, but the Lakers definitely an interesting one. Uh, the one thing I want to go to now is the Spurs, because I have them at eight. Ricky, you have them at six. Dave, you have them all the way at three. Yeah. Sell you me added, on the Spurs. You just <laughs> added DeMar DeRozan to a team that was a few games away from being the third seed last year, like mm-hmm. we said. Mm-hmm. Three games out from three to eight. And we're going well, to say— three to nine. Three to nine. And we're saying that DeMar DeRozan's not worth three games? Yeah. Is that is that what you guys are trying to sell me on? No, I'm just I feel saying like I'm that I like the, crazy the jazz water and here today. How like, much is Manu and, and Tony Parker worth? Manu's minutes went down as the season went on. Tony Parker, same but thing. Leadership wise, leadership does matter, but you still have the the, the main guy is still Pop. Mm-hmm. Like I think he holds the ship steady. I think that having someone like Dejounte Murray, who's grown in the system year after year, now he's you know there's confidence in him. 
He's got that mid-range floater. Like, if he gets a shot, they're in trouble. Other teams are in trouble. You've got Rudiger, who's been there for a year now. Like, I think he feels more confident in his in himself coming off that injury. It's like everything around this team means to me that it's going to be better than last year. I don't see how this team falters and goes back a step. I think the biggest argument for that is where the hell is the shooting going to come from on this team? Because your two best players were mid-range, deadly baby. in the mid-range. You have Paul Gasol in there who's going to clog the lane as well. What? Although he's what? a decent three-point shooter. He's their best three-point shooter. That's not a good thing. <laughs> He was he like led the league in three point shooting at some point in time. No, like didn't. in the last two years, he actually was for a stretch like the best shooter in the league. I don't know about that. Yeah, I look. Was it, it up. like after three games? I mean, no, no, technically, like, also the Magic were the best three point shooting team for two weeks awesome. last year, and that was for real. Um, <laughs> like I, I think there's so many question marks on what yeah. the Spurs can do. Again, like it may like logically it makes sense. They yeah. added a player. In Demar Derozan, who's fantastic, top fifteen like, player in the league. The, you yeah, add a talent, they should get better. Yep. Like, like logically, it makes sense, but I just don't know. Again, with this team, and like, how's it all do you going have any to faith work? In Lonnie out? Walker coming well, out. Of that well, team he just too? got injured. I was going to ask you that because he's yeah. going to be out six to eight, which right. puts him November seventeenth to yeah. December first. How is that going to affect their season? Oh, I didn't it's expect not. him to have a huge role <laughs> yeah, right, right away. Mm-hmm. Anyways, just yeah. because but typically we see them bench depth. It just at all. I know he's a rookie coming mm-hmm. out, and it's it's early just another in the year. wing. I, that that's I, I expect him to kind of play along the same line as Dejounte, where you'll see him his rookie year for you know between tw- ten and twelve minutes a game probably. Yeah, and he'll have a great role, but Pop will keep him confined. I don't I don't see him gain like the green light with a second unit really. Mm-hmm. So that was never my expectation of him. I just I, I look at the Spurs, and it's just tough with. How much veteran leadership they did lose, and obviously they, no, they that, still have Lamarcus. Have point. They still have Paul Gasol. They still they added Demar, who is a fantastic leader, yeah. um, and a veteran as well. I don't think they're going to have like you know immaturity issues, but no. I just I just wonder how you take off the gel of that team, and now officially the the old Spurs are dead. I mean, yep. Duncan's retired. Manu's retired. Tony Parker's in Charlotte. Kawhi is gone. Like there is that no thing so like, weird. I, I don't think any player from that 2014 team is on that this team anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patty Mills, I think, is the only Patty one. Patty Mills, yeah. Outside of that, I don't think there's anybody else. You, you even lose Kyle Anderson. I think there's yeah. a lot of turnover, and it's the, it's my same problem with the Lakers. You have a lot of turnover on that roster. I think it's going to be a negative effect rather than a positive effect when it comes to the regular season. But if any team can transition players in and out of a system. It's the Spurs. They just keep on chugging. They keep on winning. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I think it's, I think it's tough to, to figure out what's going to happen with this team. Uh, obviously, the Warriors are number one. I don't think anyone's shocked by that. Rockets are number two. We're, we don't really need I to mean, explain those. Mello not going to come in and uh, blow their system up or make them better than the Warriors. Like it, mm-hmm. it's, it's a null effect, pretty much. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing I was going to ask is, did you guys have the Warriors at one because of that, of, or also because? Last year, kind of felt the Rockets were like, yeah, you know what? We got to top the Warriors. This is the year we beat them. And now this year, they might not have – they still want to beat the Warriors, but it might not be as intensified as it was last year. I mean, they were blowing kids out left and right. I don't think this is going to be blowing an intensive – Blowing kids out left and right. What? Phrasing. You, oh, for, are we not doing phrasing Blowing anymore? kids out left and right. Um, phrasing. But – I'd like to say that they are a team that when we watched their big three together, they were what they had like three losses when they all three of them were on the court for more than like five minutes. Yeah, Capella, was, CP3, and yeah, you're talking it about. was insane. So I think that this team is just it's built correctly, and we're gonna watch freaking Michael Carter Williams have the comeback here. <laughs> Brandon Knight too. Brandon Knight when he gets healthy, same thing. Like you're gonna the only man they they can't save is Marquise Chris because literally box of fucking rocks. 
Like that that's his basketball IQ. Outside of that, this team is going to be awesome. I think they're still going to be number two. I think they still have an equal chance to be the number one because it's the same thing as are the Warriors going to be engaged all year? That's and you that's can't the thing is like, question. but but also you can answer the question of uh-huh. who's more talented. Oh. And it's the Warriors. It's not even close. Yeah, and that's why we all have the they Warriors have five number all-stars. One. Like starting, like we, we we'll, fair. we'll get to the playoffs when it comes. But none of us hesitated at mm-hmm. all to make the finals predictions that we did, and yeah. there is a clear reason why Golden State is the most talented team mm-hmm. in the NBA. It's not even seen. close. It's it, yeah. look at our rankings. I think they won by thirty points mm-hmm. between yep. the first team and second team. They have five all stars. They have one of the top three coaches. They have a f- fantastic. First mm-hmm. two off their bench. Um, I think this team is going to be, you know, obviously the best team on paper. Yep. It's just, will they be able to come out and do it every night? Will they be motivated to? Because clearly they know many, they're the best team I'll in the say, NBA. How many games is Andre Iguodala going to coach this year? <laughs> that, that's my question. Because just circle every Suns game, every freaking mm-hmm. uh, Kings game, and then, like, what else? I mean, Eastern Conference, forward. too. Yeah, literally the entire Eastern Conference. <laughs> just, let, just let him coach. Let's the thing that I just thought of in my head, and this is only because before the podcast I read this comment, on our onside kick video about the Bears, one yeah. of the Bears fans put 4-0 and put an asterisk by it because that Packer game should have been a win. Yeah, Warriors are the same thing. Like We could be saying four-time cha- four defending champion just with an asterisk because of that year that they lost. lost. Like Yeah, they lost it, but they were really close to winning that one and being a four-time really champion. Unfortunately, really close doesn't get you a ring. Then, then we should go and amend last mm-hmm. year's finals and say that it was actually a 4-1 series <laughs> loss because the Cavs should have won game one because of J.R. Smith. Um, I just, you know, looking at the West, obviously it's going to be tight because there's so much talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's going to be a clear discrepancy between, you know, 1-2 and then 3 yeah. through 8 um, and obviously those teams can flip, those teams can switch um, up and down. I don't think the Nuggets are the third best team in the West. I just think that it ends up, you know, they're, they were great record. at home last year. They're going to grow offensively. I think they're going to get better defensively. And I think a big thing of winning as many games as you can in the regular season is about doing one thing well and being pretty much unstoppable at that one thing. The Jazz showed it last year. They were unstoppable defensively. And that's why they were the fourth seed last year. I think the Nuggets are going to be that, but on offense this year. And I think that's going to be the reason why this team, at least in the regular season, shows out and does what they do. Because you look at the Lakers at six, you know, what is, what's the one thing they're going to do consistently? They're going to have LeBron James. So they're going to be in every <laughs> single game. What's the thing they're going to do? They're going to have LeBron James. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not going to be hurt. They're going to have LeBron well, he's, he's not going to be hurt. I don't know how they're going to yeah. work, you know, offensively, what their scheme's going to be like. Not I don't know what they're going to be hurt. Did, yeah. I don't need to do that because I, he hasn't been hurt in his in my I whole will lifetime. Because of how much I'm buying on the Lakers and banking yep. um, on that's enough. But you know, with the Jazz, I know they're going to be good defensively. Yep. But also, I think they're going to take a step back offensively. I think they're on such a high with Gobert coming back. I don't think that Donovan Mitchell is going to be at the same level he was last year. And I don't know outside of I Don mean, Mitch who they're going to be going Joe towards. Ingles. Joe, Joe Ingles Joe. is not a number two option. Joe, 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 Joe Ingles is the one of the best wings out there. Okay. He's a top ten wing. We decided. Or top okay. ten. Yeah, okay. small Let me ask you this question. If Joe Ingles is their second option, I will ask you, who is the worst second option in the NBA? <laughs> it's Joe Ingles. <laughs> I disagree. Maybe maybe the Nets will give you a run for their he's money, like but Ingles is Roko. definitely bought five. What? He's like a souped-up Rocco. No. <laughs> And Rocco isn't even the second option. He's like the he's fifth. Like the fifth. <laughs> no, he's not. I'm just he's like the sixth option. No, he is. Because yeah. Ben, Joe, I know. JJ, Dario, Dario Fultz. Fultz, yeah. Jonah Bolton? <laughs> no, no, TJ. TJ McConnell. TJ McConnell, the goat. The so goat. he's like eighth. I know. I'm just, I, I just, 
I like I like them. Like I just look at the Jazz. I don't yeah. think what, like obviously defense defense is going to be consistent with them, but I, I think they're going to take a step back yep. back offensively. The Thunder defense is going to be phenomenal, but we don't know the consistency levels we're going to get from Paul George and Russ on a, on a offensive output each and every night. And what is their bench going to be like? I think that's going to be a shaky have thing. Like a fifth star, because I've been hearing rumors like Terrence Ferguson because he's healthy, and that scares <laughs> me. Well, no. Uh, Jeremy Grant, they, they resigned that, him. That's who we had, but, like, Billy Donovan was talking about, like, I think it was a comment that, like, he earned the right, and, like, everybody in the comments was just like, because he's the only one who's healthy right now? <laughs> like, I, depth is a concern on that team. And Ferguson's a guy who is extremely young, extremely we all athletic. Out, but, like, he was so raw, and I don't know that Ooh. he's de- he's gotten on the right team to develop his skills. So we'll have to see. But also, that one game last year, we put up like 24 points into that disgusting dunk. I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's there, showing off the hope right there. Um, and then with the Pelicans, again, they're kind of like the, the Laker thing is they have the pieces around AD, and the thing that's going to be consistent with them is AD. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, but I, again, I don't think they're going to have they, enough talent to win games. They lost Rajon Rondo, though, and that's mm-hmm. and Boogie. I know Boogie didn't play in the playoffs, but yep. that's half the regular season of Boogie and then a full season of Rondo. And you're replacing that. With Alfred Payton. <laughs> Who feels good about that? Well, Solomon Hill's coming back, too. So. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Guy who can't shoot and plays I mean, all right it's, defense. It's still AD, Drew, and then, you know, Nico out there, like, fucking slinging it from the outside. I do kind of want to see Ja get healthy and play on this mm-hmm. team. Like, there's a there's a weird curiosity I have around the center position and Ja. But Emeka's gone, so I don't care about this team anymore. <laughs> so fuck it. One fuck Okafor, the not Okafor enough. They went from four to seven because they got rid of Okafor. Um, like, again, but my, my point with that is, though, is, like, I think this this West is going to be close. Yeah. The Nuggets could finish at eight, but I think I'm pretty solid with the eight teams I have in the playoffs right now. I got one question. It's about the Thunder. Is after this year, and also because in our comment section for our coaches, yeah. there's a lot of hate for this guy, and I was kind of surprised for I it. I told you Billy Donovan After sucked. this year... <laughs> Do do Thunder fans seriously start the Fire Billy chance? Yeah, I think it depends on like if it's another first round exit. If let's say they get to the exit, playoffs yeah. and they lose in the first round again, do you fire? Do you start the so. fire them? Yeah, I would heavily consider it because while you're pretty much talent capped at the moment, uh, I don't know that he's doing the best he can with that talent to actually coach. Like the the constant criticism has been around how you work with Russ to mm-hmm. best run this team. And I think that's an area where everybody feels like Russ is just doing him. And how much is Billy actually contributing as far as offensive schemes and ensuring that the right lineup is out there at the right time? Because they really struggled mm-hmm. just from losing Roberson last year, and they couldn't fill that hole on that uh, on that starting he, lineup the whole season. He reminds me very much of what Lovey Smith was to the Bears. Because you look at Billy Donovan, when have you ever seen Billy Donovan upset? Mm-hmm. You know, he's well, just kind of very that, there. It's like, Lovey got fired on a ten win season. Well, yeah, no, but I'm, what I'm just saying is like so it wasn't I think, like they were bad. <laughs> well, no, but I think I think my point was like you know you can have seasons where you're consistently mm-hmm. good, like the Bears were, but right. this the talent you know you expect to be better than what mm-hmm. you are, and I think that this is going to be similar to what Lovey Smith went through because fans look at him and it's like all right, what are you doing? Because like your defense isn't working as much as it was. Um, you're not using your talent to put us back in you know consistent mm-hmm. situations because it'd be like eight wins, ten wins, seven wins, you know five wins, ten wins. Like he wasn't consistent. Yeah. I don't think Billy Donovan's been consistent with his talent. I don't think he's been consistent with off uh, output, and I don't think he's connecting with his star. Um, and I, I think that's going to be something that really wants to change because especially you're going to have Russ and Paul George mm-hmm. for such a long Long-term time. Contract, you yeah. need to capitalize on that. And yep. by that, you really can't waste their years with Billy Donovan. Just mm-hmm. be like, oh, we should have hired a new coach. I think this year is going to be the year of working with. Paul George and Russell Westbrook 
four full two years, you're going to have to figure out if Billy Donovan can work with them. You know, and if they go to the playoffs and it's close and it, you know it's a seven game series, he probably keeps his job. But I think it's it's definitely going to be something that Sam Presti and the ownership looks into. I mean, it's just interesting because I mean the other side of it, and this is the last thing I'll leave it at. His first year had KD Western Conference Finals. You lose KD, and it's like this team has capped at 47, 48 wins the last two years, and they are three and eight in the first round. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing too with the KD stuff is they should have beat the Warriors that yeah. year. Yeah, and no, again, but I'm saying like you, with he KD, didn't do, he didn't do enough Conference as a coach. Finals, NBA Finals potentially, and then you lose KD, and it's like, well, what do you expect? Kind yeah. of a thing. So there's that too with it. Final thoughts on the Western Conference. I think it's still going to be tight like it was last it's year. It's going to be maybe a fun not ride. A, maybe not extremely tight like coming down to the last game of the mm-hmm. season, but I think it's going to be tight. Yeah, I think that I think we know that there's only two teams that are really out of the conversation, that, and it's the Suns and the Kings, but they both have so much young potential that it's like there's hope for the future for you guys. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. And teams that you didn't put in the playoffs that you think will make the playoffs. Uh, Dave we, put the Memphis Grizzlies in there. I know, no, we, oh, I know we did that, did but like, in, I, want, yeah. I want your final, like, yeah. who's the ninth seed? Because if it's going to be so tight, who is the ninth seed? Let's, let's end it on Blazers. That. Blazers, I gotta land on the Blazers as well. Like they they have two of the best guards. Like holy shit! If we're gonna be Nothing wrong, else. it's gonna be on the Blazers. Yeah. I, I agree. It's either gonna be the Blazers or Clippers in my mind, especially if the Clippers uh, yeah. end up getting Jimmy Butler. But those are our thoughts. Well, let's jump into the Eastern Conference. And I was supposed to do this before we jumped into our predictions, but I will do it now. Um, we have counted up, went back, counted up uh, our totals um, to see who has done the best so far. Uh, and our now this is our third year of predictions. So we went back to the 2016 predictions. The leader in the clubhouse, how it, the point totals worked was if you got a team that was in the playoffs right, you got one point, and if you got the seed and the team right, then you got two points. Um, so it ended up being the leader after 2016 was Ricky. He got 17 points. Dave got 15. I got 14. Then last year, Dave got 18 points. I got 15. Ricky got 13, and that totals up to Dave being the leader so far over the past two years. 33 points. Ricky got 30. I got 29. So, so far, um, we, we're all right. We got we, typically we missed like one or two teams for the mm-hmm. playoffs. Yeah. Um, and then we typically got like two right with the seed. The thing I like about this is we're all fairly close. It's not yeah. like our NFL picks where it's like I'm up by eight games on Mark or up by 10 games on mm-hmm. Brandon. We're yeah. all, we're yeah. all fairly I mean, close. Well, but also, fun. that's week to week predictions. And yeah. it's, it's easier to get those right than, mm-hmm. you know, 82 games yeah. worth. But, Let's jump into our Eastern Conference. Ricky, give us your one through Well, I will start off at number one, the team that should have went to the NBA Finals last year, the Boston Celtics. Oh. Then the number two seed, the Toronto Raptors, will be back with Kawhi. I'd say they'll be back. They were the one seed last year without him. Then the 76ers will be at the third seed. Pacers moving up to number four. The Heat. With Jimmy Butler, without Jimmy Butler, doesn't matter. They'll still be at five. Then at six, the Milwaukee Bucks. Then the Pistons with Dwayne Casey will sneak right in at seven. And then probably the team I'm lowest on, and I almost moved them up, but I did not, the Washington Wizards at eight. How close were you to put Bulls in the playoffs? Uh, not close at all. No, okay. this team really? is not going to be a play. This is not like the Rondo Bulls. Zach Levine, Bulls. Jabari Parker, Lowry Markkinen? Injuries wondering. for the first Wendell? two. I was just wondering. No. Right. Give us your one through eight, Dave. Uh, number one, I've got the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics. Boston. It's not hard to miss that one. Uh, two, <laughs> I do have the 76ers. Three, the Raptors. Four, the Wizards, who I'm irrationally high on every year, so just move on with your life. <laughs> uh, five, I've got the Pacers. Six, I have the Pistons. Seven, the Bucks. And eight, the Heat. What makes you irrationally high on the Wizards? They should be better than they are. Like, okay. John Wall and Bradley Beal are fantastic players. I know injuries play a factor in this. Yeah. Uh, Otto Porter is 
playing incredibly efficiently, and he did step up last year while John was out. The problem is that like when John came back, he fell back into his role, and I'm not quite sure if he knows how to you know enforce the ball in his hands enough like to get it to get more playing time or more touches I should say yeah and one thing too Wall was injured last year so if, yeah, if yeah. you know he was fully healthy they most likely are six seed at worst yeah. so it's not and crazy then, and then you add in Dwight Howard which is just going to be fantastic for that we'll locker room we'll talk more about the Wizards later yep um, let's give my one through eight uh, I was so close to putting the Raptors at one I'm gonna be honest. Like I think this team got better. I think Nick Nurse is gonna be a better head coach for them. I just was like, if they finish one, then I have to give them coach mm-hmm. of the year. Oh yeah. And I was like, can I really give them coach of the year if I don't think they're the best team in the East? So you at can. one, I have the Celtics. At two, I have the Raptors. At three, I have the Pacers. At four, I have the 76ers. At five, I have the Washington Wizards. I don't think you're rationally on the Wizards. At six, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. At seven, I have the Detroit Pistons. Last time I picked the Pistons, I put them at three, and that was. <laughs> Giant we have a uh, problem with the Pistons as well. Oh, do I really want to put the Pistons in there? I don't, I, what other team, six, I, don't, I don't even know what other teams yeah. would be in there. And then at eight, I have the Miami Heat with or without Jimmy Butler. Because, um, yeah. I mean, you have such a great head coach. And they're, they're, there's no stars in that team, but they're all team of really good. good players. They're like the, the Magic done right. Um, they have ten starters. But <laughs> you they're, mean, they're, you they're mean all the Magic with well. a point guard? Yeah. <laughs> and coached well. And coached well. Uh, but those yeah. are our Eastern Conference playoff predictions and let's jump into we started last time with the west because with how close it was the teams that missed out yeah but we're, i don't think we're really missing any teams like you could sub some teams in there but there's no team that i think is a glaring well, omission from the playoffs let's be honest the pistons missed out last year they were nine and the only reason we're probably putting them in is yes they got Dwayne casey as their head coach which isn't up but also the Cavs are probably going to fall hard That's this year what i was talking about <laughs> the king is now gone yeah, you know, after 15 East. years of being say, so in the Eastern of the East Conference, no, they have like, awesome. King of the North, Kawhi Leonard, the King of the North. Does he? I, say, <laughs> I wonder who's going to be sitting at the table. I think it might be Kyrie, though. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to ask, though, because I don't, I don't know what the hell the table is or any of this stuff. Oh, I don't watch um, Game of Thrones. I don't care. Um, I don't care. No, I really don't care. Um, I don't give a shit at all. Game of Zones. Great. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I don't care. If, I don't care. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Okay. Um, but what do you want to ask? Play, though, head of the playoff table. After 15 years, LeBron's finally gone out of the East. Which team do you think can withstand the most success over the next five years which team will be you know the kings of the north or whatever that is or the kings of the east which team do you think has the best chance to sustain success over the next five years we have them at the one seed boston they have the coach they have the young talent Kyrie's already said officially that he's planning on re-signing, so mm-hmm. he's going to stay. We'll see. This he's team, not a guy who would say something and mean something else. Exactly. People don't just but lie on the internet. This time, like this team, if all the pieces like like Kyrie, Brad Stevens is there, the young talent, this team is set up for to me the greatest success with the 76ers being right behind them. Yeah, I Jake's going to hate me, but I have to agree. The Celtics are the team, like. You look at the contracts that Gordon Hayward's locked down long term. You get a couple more years out of Al Horford at the end of his prime, and you just the young talent on the team. The, I think the big question on the long term is obviously like, what is Terry Rozier's value contract wise, and is it going to be worth mm-hmm. it to uh, pay to keep him around? If you can lock in uh, Kyrie, like I don't, I think you let him walk, and you probably don't lose that much sleep over it, but. You know, we'll see. We'll see where they go, and we'll see what happens to their big man depth because, obviously, they drafted the sleepy boy this year. Uh, <laughs> Robert Williams. Robert Williams. And, you know, if he can be serviceable, uh, awesome. I just I look at the Celtics, and I know all the pieces are there. Yeah. I, I understand that Kyrie says he wants to resign. 
Gordon Hayward's coming back and he looks good. Yeah. You know, we obviously see Jason Tatum explode into a superstar. Some yeah. people, some could argue he's probably the most valuable player on that team, at mm-hmm. least when it comes to you know trade value. Like I, I think trade he might. Value, sure. I think he sure. might get the most like because again of his potential of his yep. already you know built. Jalen Brown is you know potential defensive player of the year. Uh, you know at some point in his career. It's a great Al Horford, one. you know, great veteran. But I look at the Celtics and I just question their health because Kyrie. Although he's a phenomenal player, has never been healthy throughout his career. Correct. He didn't even start his career healthy. He didn't come into the league healthy. We look at Gordon Hayward. I know that's a freak injury, but again, you know, is that something that's going to linger? Is that something that's, that's something prone to anytime happening you again? A, anytime you're jumping up, you're gonna have that slight second of thought, like, oh, Al Horford is old. Could he possibly get injured? And we never know what's gonna happen with. You know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, hopefully nothing ever does. Yeah. And at some point, they're going to lose that depth. You talk about Terry Rozier. You talk about Marcus Smart, who did resign. But is that going to put them into you know a cap hell when they do need to sign Tatum, when they need to sign Brown, when they need to sign Kyrie at the end of the season, when they tr- possibly try to go out and get a new star? I think that they're going to have, you know, possibly a big three con- consistently in place. Oh, yeah. But I think it's hard not to say that the oh. Philadelphia 76ers oh. are going to be the kings <laughs> of the East at, at least you know maybe maybe not for the maybe mm-hmm. not for the first two years but when we look at year three four and five of the next five years i think the 76ers definitely have a chance to be there because i know some people mm-hmm. are going to say well you just brought up health sean and let's and look at their sixers, let's look at joel yeah. Embiid the, and ben simmons but i just think talent wise mm-hmm. we look at their young talent mm-hmm. i know kyrie irving and gordon hayward and al horford all in their primes but ben simmons is an unstoppable force Joel Embiid is a two-way monster, mm-hmm. and I was massively high on Markel Fultz coming into that draft in 2017. And so far, I understand that he was injured and he didn't have a great first year. But so far, what I've seen out of him has been phenomenal. The kid and has, Dario's no slouch. Yeah, and Dario's great too. And they still have the ability to add another star as well with all the draft picks that they do have. This team can get better, and I think by year three of this. The 76ers definitely have a chance. I, just, I don't know if it, it will be for sure, oh, yeah. but I don't think we can slight them that much by saying Boston for sure. I am saying the another reason why I'm saying Boston for sure, and I'm going to do a little bit of research to catch myself here. Um, Danny Ainge, you know, I don't even find out. Going back to 2014, just yep. the draft picks that the first-round picks that the Celtics have had, I would say hit on Marcus Smart, hit on Rozier, Hit on Brown, hit on Tatum, Williams. We don't know. They just drafted him. If you look at this team's future, quick, draft I don't think that's a hit on Marcus Smart at six. He's been phenomenal. But I that's mean, way too look at the Marcus guys Smith. taken behind him. I mean, he's after some of the other guys he could have been could have taken mm. there. It was a good pick for them. Well, you and had I mean, Julius Randle, you mm-hmm. had Dario Saric, Levine, Warren, Nurkic. That's probably about it. Gary Harris, too. Yeah, But mm-hmm. all those guys were not going to be top six picks. So you're right. But the thing I look at with this team is, Jokic yes, team. they convey yeah. in different ways. That. Like the Clipper pick, if it's between 50, if the Clippers are between 15 and 30, so in the playoffs this year, the Celtics get that pick. If not, they can get it 2020. Uh, 2020, if it's not settled, they can get Memphis's pick either this year, next year, or 2021. And this year, for sure, they're going to get the Kings pick because it's going to be no, more favorable not. than the because the Kings are going to be the worst team in the league. 
and it's going to go number one, and the Sixers okay. are going right. to get the pick. So two through, I'm not expecting the Kings to be the number one pick. If they do, Why the not? Kings do keep it. Are they it. not a bottom three team? I then they I, have a one third chance of going to the 76ers. No, no, no. I know. I'm just. I <laughs> my prediction would not be the Kings to get that number one. The odds pick. are technically in the favor of going to Celtics. I'm thinking that, one third. Two I'm thirds. Saying, I'm I would saying say that the Celtics. Are gonna get their own this year. Get their own pick, the Kings pick. Next year, get the Clipper pick, and then either next year or the year after, get Memphis's pick. Do like, they keep those the, picks though? Doesn't matter. Like Danny but, but Ainge, Anthony Davis. No, no, no. Just say Danny, it out loud. Just say the name. No, I'm. I'm not. They could Anthony. They Davis. offered 17 but, first round picks for Anthony. Davis. Like, they walked away. They, like, can, either, they can either use that ammo Calm down. to yeah, trade for a right. veteran, or like I said, I just went back four years. <laughs> Danny Ainge has proven, hey. I know how to draft in the first round, and this is a team that, if they draft well, could help themselves and get over injuries from their older play. Like you mentioned, Al Horford, all right, I'll find a replacement via the draft and then kind of coach that guy up. Maybe that's what they're hoping Robert Williams is be. I don't think no, he will no, be. No, no, no. Um, but Different role. But depending on where the picks are, I like Boston way more than I like the 76ers in the future. But also, can we say that the 76ers have been missing with their draft picks? Because, I mean, arguably oh, they, no. got, they they took the best player in 2014 mm-hmm. in Joel Embiid. I mean, yes, they mm-hmm. you know were gifted to him because you know Wiggins and Parker went 1-2. Uh, and mm-hmm. then you look at Ben Simmons, they had the first choice, yeah. and same with Markel Fultz. But they also took, I mean, they also you know made the trade for Dario, and I know that was mm-hmm. Sam Hinkie, and it wasn't... Elton Brand now, KCP? but I, I look at it and I think, you know, Boston has obviously made some phenomenal moves, but I don't think that means the 76ers are, you know, prone to not making great moves. To they have the, the ability biggest, to make those same moves. The biggest thing in the and right same now as well. The biggest thing in the right now that separates them is coaching. Boston I don't the, disagree Boston there. has the no, way better no coach. There. I just think that the better player is going to be on the 76ers, and mm-hmm. potentially the better two players are going to be on the 76ers. Yeah. So that, that's the thing. Like, I know what Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. can do, and I know how amazingly talented he is. Uh, we don't know Jalen Tatum's upside. We don't know Jason, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Brown. <laughs> we don't know where they're going to be in Jay-Tate. three years, four years, when they're in their primes. And we don't know where Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. and Mark Elfold's. Like, I look at the Sixers side, and I see... Ben Simmons being a defensive and offensive player, like he he can do everything. Like mm-hmm. he literally can do everything. Joel Embiid's already there at, at such a young age, so I just think that like those two players can be better than anyone on the Celtics roster. And my thing too with Tatum and Brown, yeah. I think they could be absolute studs yeah. on the Celtics teams, mm-hmm. but also on any other team. I think those guys have just talent. They're phenomenal. We were wrong about Brown. We were, you know, I think we were right about Tatum. Uh, yeah. We were a little bit low on our mock drafts, but that doesn't mean he shouldn't have gone third. Right. Um, but the thing with that is they are not expected to be the guys. They're not expected to be stars because they're expected to fit into the role. Mm-hmm. And arguably, who's more valuable than them? Horford, possibly Hayward. We'll see what mm-hmm. his role is. Yeah. And Kyrie. Like, those guys are going to have more of a workload, more of a usage, and be expected to take those bigger shots. Not saying that Tatum will never be asked to or Brown will never be asked to, but we look at the Philadelphia 76ers, those guys are the team, and they are going to grow into stars. I think Tatum and Brown's potentials might be capped because they might not be asked to be stars. Mm-hmm. And not saying that they don't have the potential to be that, but they might be you know groomed into certain roles. And obviously they were asked to do bigger roles and flourish last year. Mm-hmm. But I think that, again, Simmons and Embiid, they're not going to hold them back. Yeah. They're going to say, do what you need to do, become stars, grow. And I think that the Celtics, again, they're going to be like, all right, well, we need to get all of our players in. And I think you know when injuries start to happen, things start to crumble, you're going to have those three guys 
in Philadelphia, Simmons, Embiid, and Fultz, I think that might be a stronger and more consistent big three than the Celtics. Things can change. Mm-hmm. Stars can be added. When Anything could happen. Celtics have a better coach. When Arguably it's all a better front office. Done, but we'll see. I'm going to make this analogy, and it's the last thing I'll do. <clears throat> when it's all said and done, I think we will look back on this Celtics um, 76ers thing as the Celtics are or were to the 76ers what the Warriors were to the KD Russ Thunder. Arguably, the Thunder had the two better players, but the better coach team with the more overall better players won in series and were the better team. I think that's a fine an- analogy, yeah. yeah. Um, let's move away from that discussion, though, mm-hmm. and go to at least the team that is second for Ricky and I and third for Dave, the Raptors. Are we underrating them a bit because they did get better, arguably coaching-wise and talent-wise, but why do they go from one to three in your mind, and why do they go one to two in your mind? Um, one to two in my mind is I think the Celtics are going to be better, and I am not— I think that Dwayne Casey would have been a better coach for this team than Nick Nurse. Why? Just be, I liked what du, like Dwayne Casey. I always felt like he was doing the job, and that's why he won Coach of the Year last year. Even though it should have been Brad Stevens, I was con- baffled and confused when they fired him last year because it's like, what do you like? What do you want this guy to do? It's not his fault that the players choke in the playoffs and mainly choke. Against LeBron. Let's see what Dwayne Casey could have done with this team without LeBron. But they did add Kawhi Leonard. So, I mean, there was me. I flipped a coin, basically, in my head. And I went with the Celtics. I think they're going to be the better overall team. Dave, why do you have them fallen to three? I haven't fallen to three because I think that the 76ers, even though they were fluky in the way that they got to their seed last year with that ridiculous winning streak at the end of the year, are going to be the better team. I just think that you're going to see more minutes out of these guys. One of the things that... I saw in a lot of interviews this uh, offseason and preseason has been uh, the players talk about how much more time they're going to play. Be like, oh, we only played 30 minutes, 29 minutes last year. Like, look for us to be 34, 35 range, getting more time out there, more minutes, more meaningful minutes. Mm -hmm. And I think that while the Raptors have incredible depth, which should mean that they're going to be the better team in the regular season, I think the 76ers are going to be like total wild card out there again and just surprise people with their consistency, with their level of dominance. But, and this isn't arguably, they, the Raptors do have the best player compared to the 76ers yeah. and the Raptors and Kawhi Leonard. Yep. And obviously we have to see how he comes back from his injury. injury. <laughs> um, Nicely done. But I think this team, the Raptors, he's going to fit well into that role. It's not a drastic role that he's changing out of. No. This team's going to be stupidly good defensively. And Kawhi is now going to have to prove in the contract year for himself Mm -hmm. that he is worth the money, that he's back and ready to play, and that he can be a team guy again. And if Mm -hmm. he goes out and proves that, I think there could be a chance. I I didn't put them at at one because, again, I was just hesitant with all the talent Boston has to put them at one. But I think they have the ability to be at one because they are such a a well-rounded, put-together team, and they have arguably the best player in the East. Uh, My concern is we talk about the excellence of depth on their team, the one thing that I keep going back to is what happens if they don't continue to grow like we all expect them to. Like mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam is amazingly long and agile and has a decent mid-range shot, but what if he doesn't grow? What if he can't develop that shot more? Maybe last year was going to be his best year for a little bit. Maybe he hits a struggle in a wall and he can't grow past there. What if you know some of these guys like OG Anubi, who we love mm-hmm. coming out of college, we think he can do so much more than be this 3 and D player that he already excels in a role of. Like what if what if there's more struggles on this team than they're out there? Danny Green's obviously 
been getting worse and worse every year for the last three years now. Like, do you see him maintain that role? Do you think that they're going to end up and having to move him to the bench and put, you know, surge back in and move OG to the two? Like, there's a lot of questions on this team, and I we don't like to talk about regression. Yeah. For the obvious reason of, like, nobody wants to say you're going to get worse. Mm-hmm. But I look at guys and I go, that was probably, like, one of your better years. I don't think you're going to be quite as good this year. That's fine if you think everyone else is going to regress because I think it's 100% possible. Serge Ibaka had a phenomenal year. He could even regress. Valanciunas can re- regress. Danny Green seems to be regressing. Kyle Lowry has, Kyle been, getting, Lowry has, has been getting worse. Worse, but at the same time, weirdly efficient. And mm-hmm. it's, that's one of those things where it's like he might be fitting into a better role for his age. My thing is just while those players might regress, yeah. your number one got so much better. It's true. DeRozan's a phenomenal player, mm-hmm. but he's not the two-way monster that Kawhi is. And Kawhi arguably is a better scorer than than DeMar DeRozan. I know DeMar DeRozan is fantastic in the mid-range. He's unstoppable. But Kawhi has so many weapons. He's such yeah. a great shooter from the outside. He can drive. He can he can you know dish the ball out. He can take over games. We saw him in that Memphis series, uh, I think it was not last year, two years ago. Mm-hmm. He took over those games yeah. and, and won those for San Antonio. I think he can do that in the Eastern Conference. I think that Kawhi will be asked a lot to a lot of in, in, in Toronto. That's why they paid the price they mm-hmm. did for him. But I think he's going to prove that he was worth that price. And I think it's so hard to say, what if they regress? Um, because you're still going to have such an improvement at your number one spot in DeMar DeRozan, or sorry, in, in Kawhi Leonard, that it's not going to end yeah. up mattering. For me, I look at it and like, I don't disagree with you. The thing that I look at is if we get the Kawhi Leonard that we got two years ago, yes. But I, I know it was only from two like, years ago. I know it was only nine games last year. I know the whole situation was a shit show. I know he had about ten more or ten less minutes average per game in those nine games than he did when he was playing full time. Are you then expecting him just to come off of this injury and be perfectly okay? Or do you expect there to be a little bit of rust at the beginning of this? Raptor season for Kawhi because I'm not expecting like Russ for the entire season. Yeah, no, I, I understand that the Russ might be there, but also let's look at what he was doing, um, you know, near the end of when he was playing, and he's you know, he, I mean, he was up and down, but mm-hmm. I just think that he will be able to sustain it a little bit because we look at his you know last I think it was four games or five games, uh, yeah, last five games, 28 minutes. 54% from the field, 30% from three. Obviously, that's going to get a little bit better when he's, his legs come under him. Uh, 20 points per game, four boards, three assists, 2.6 deals, a block a game. Like, he was great at the end of those five games. So uh, five out of the four games, he was great, and he didn't have the legs underneath him. Um, so I think that he can, you know, after working out with the Raptors, playing preseason, mm-hmm. I think he's going to have those legs underneath him, and he's going to be fine. I, I think he's going to be. I don't think we're going to. I think we're going to see yeah. a better Kawhi Leonard than we've ever seen. No, uh, it, in my mind, it's entirely possible the Raptors walk out as the best regular season team. I just feel like putting them there without knowing Kawhi's situation does discredit to what I've seen the Celtics and 76ers do this offseason and their potential growth because we the word potential has been said like 50 times on the mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Like you look at the Dave Celtics, in on the Markel Fultz hype. I was fucking leading the train last year, and everybody else is saying the man's got the yips and can't do this, and he'll never shoot. What happens if Markel Fultz never gets a shot? Like, it doesn't fucking matter because he's going to get one. It well, doesn't, like, he's going to be fine. You should have seen the reaction when Fultz he hit that made three that in three. the preseason. Oh, Jake was going <laughs> <Yep>. insane. <laughs> like, that dude was freaking out, and I don't I blame him. Like, it was insane. Yeah. I mean, that's, I look at those two teams, and I think that because of their potential, 
they can overcome the known answer of the Raptors have the best depth, they have the best player in the East. Everything points to them being the best team in the East. Mm-hmm. But I think the potential unknowns in the Celtics being with a healthy Hayward and Kyrie this year yeah. and the 76ers getting Mark Fultz plus some of these other additions in this offseason, like there, there is a good chance that those teams can fight for those roles. But my heart of hearts, I may, I might know where things going. It might not line up with my rankings. A healthy Kyrie is such a loaded statement, though, because it's never happened. <laughs> um, but we keep talking about the 76ers, and we never really dived into them. I have them at four. Ricky, you have them at three. Davey, you have them at two. Yep. I just look at the 76ers, and I don't think they're the fourth you know, best team in the mm-hmm. East. I think they're probably arguably two or three, um, depending on where you want to put the Raptors. You think the Pacers are going to go off this year? Well, I think the Pacers are going to be massively consistent mm-hmm. and I think with the 76ers yes you're going to have Ben uh, Ben Simmons uh, Joel Embiid a lot of guys are returning to this team but for my awards something needs to happen for them to falter mm-hmm. and that is a minor injury yeah. to Joel Embiid mm-hmm. so that's why I have the 76ers falling mm-hmm. off because I think that this is again we don't know what the hell is going to happen so I think that just an injury is going to happen. Not a debilitating one where they're going to fall out of the playoffs, but I don't think it's going to be something where they can consistently put wins together back to back to back. Um, and when they're fully healthy, I think they'll be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they're going to go on a 15-game win streak like they were last year. I still think they're a 50-game win, uh, a 50-win team this year, but I don't think they're going to have enough health to get over that hump to become the second seed. I don't think it's this year for the 76ers to be a top three team seed in the East. I could be 100% wrong, too. And I know why the answer to this question, I'm just going to throw it out there anyways because I find it funny. It's not really a question. It's a statement. I find it funny that two teams, one in the West, one in the East, that went on ridiculous win streaks and it helped their playoff standings. In the West, we all had that team fall out of the playoffs. I get that the West is more competitive and the team in the East is more talented than the 76ers, but... Blazers, oh, they went on a win streak. Oh, they're going to fall off. The 76ers, it's like they went on a win streak. We expect them to get better. But that's because they're <laughs> also much yeah. younger. Yeah. Than we, and I know that the 76ers Blazers. have, I'm going to say, better long-term players than Dame and CJ. Because Dame and CJ, we kind of cool. know what we're going to get. We're Embiid, Ben Simmons, Fultz, they're still growing I think, as young NBA players. Young NBA stars, I'd even I say. I think Dame's 29, CJ's mm-hmm. 26, and yeah, Embiid's in 24, and, yeah. and, and you know, Simmons just turned 20, mm-hmm. 21, right? Like, I mean, he's super yeah. young. Uh, so, it, I mean, it's it, those guys are so young, and they balled out. I think it's you're, they're going to continue to ball out. And it's not that Portland won't ball out. I just don't think there's a depth on that team. Where mm-hmm. 76ers have that depth. They have Rocco. They have JJ. They have Fultz. They have um, Dario. They have Jonah Bolden, who could be a complete mystery box. They have, uh, you know, Amir Johnson, as much as Jake hates that. Like, they have veterans that can also help this team as well, and they're going to make be able to make moves with the draft picks they have accumulated. Yeah. Um, so I think Philadelphia, at least, is going to be able to stay top four. And I, I'm probably going to be wrong about the, the seed where I put them. But, you know, when you're coming into it these predictions, be. you have to just be like, I think you have to be, you, you have to, like, Succeed that you're going to be wrong about two of them, yeah. Because anything could happen with the playoffs. That's the thing. Injuries so like, happen throughout the year to random guys, random teams. Like, there's no way to know for sure. But I just look at that talent and the depth they've got and go, oh, they're great. Holy shit! Like, yeah. you know, we, we talk about the big addition at the end of last year with Ursan Ilyasov and Marco Bellinelli. Like, their shooting won them games. Period. You can't take anything away from that. But at the same time, it's why they lost games in the playoffs against the Celtics series. Like, they didn't have anyone defensively to match up with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum because they've got a bunch of guys out there who are just good at sh- They're good shooters, like nothing away from them, but 
Now they're coming back, and they went in the draft. They went after Zaire Smith. They went, that's a guy who can defend two through five. Mm-hmm. He can go up against anybody. He's physically strong. Yes, I know he's now got the 76ers curse and may not play this year because yep. he has an injury. But mm-hmm. maybe we get lucky and we get to see him you know, by the All-Star break, and he can be a solid contributor day one. I just think that this team, people don't give Dario enough credit for what he did in the playoffs last year. He put up like seven, I, I think 18, seven, and like three and a half. I know defensively he can be bad at times, but still, like this is a team who has answers. They added Wilson Chandler this offseason, so you're getting yeah. that wing depth back as well. I just, I look at them and I go, like, one through 10, I, I don't see a lot of teams who can well, keep up with them. I also think they're the only team that I could probably name all the players on their roster, like, Not off much, the top yeah. of my head, because the, the, all of them have been contributors before. Like, yeah. I think you got Furkan, TJ, uh, Wilson Chandler, yep. Jonah Bolden, yep. Joel Embiid, yep. uh, Dario, Markel Fultz, uh, did I say TJ? You did, but. Uh, ben Simmons, uh, JJ Redick. Uh, Rocco, it's 10. I, I can't think of the other ones. Uh, I'm probably missing some big ones. Amir Johnson. Um, Jared Bayless, you know, who could forget oh, him? Sure, He's Jared injured Bayless. again, thank God. That's a bad one. Sorry, I shouldn't uh, cheer for that. But yeah, no, I, like, I mean, I can how, name how 11 Len? of the 14 just off the top of my saying, head. You JJ can't literally didn't miss often. a shot last night. Was it was last night and the night before. Like, yeah, he went 10 like, for 10. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it just, you when you have incredible shooting, and then fucking Landry Shamet coming off the bench, who was a, above 40%. For every every um, his two years in college, two year player in college, right? Three year, three year, uh, multiple years, always about forty percent shooting mm-hmm. uh, from behind the arc, and he comes in and he does the same thing in the NBA. Like this is a team with scary depth at, at the guard position. I just look forward to watching them play, watching them grow. My, just, I will say, uh, I think it was our first uh, mock draft. I think mm-hmm. it was. I called him the steal of draft. In the last two years, he was over thirty percent, forty percent from three, forty-three yeah. and forty-four last yeah, year. That's disgusting. Year My biggest question with this team has nothing to do with the regular season. Like, I think they're going to be either the two or the three mm-hmm. in the East. My question is. What happens when you get to the playoffs? Like, you'll probably beat, yeah. like, in mine with the Bucks. Maybe, Spoilers. maybe not. We'll see what I have. But it's when you go up against the Celtics. If you go up against the Raptors in a second round, are you going to be able to get past them? And for me, my two cents into it, like, my personal feelings, do they have the coaching well, to get past either the Raptors I, I or think, the Celtics? I think it's a, a valid question, but I also think we're expecting too much from this team. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Probably. This team is talented. This team has a ton of depth. But their two best players are so young. Mm-hmm. And we look at the Raptors. We look at the Celtics. These guys have such motivation to win a finals because mm-hmm. it might be like one of their last chance in their primes to do it. Like I'm not saying Kawhi because, I mean, he's, he's still very young. But Kawhi also again. is on a contract <laughs> year and trying to prove that he can do this outside but, of San Antonio. We look at Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving wants to be taken seriously as mm-hmm. a star who can get away from that LeBron James light and shadow mm-hmm. and also you know, sh- prove that he can be healthy. We look at Gordon Hayward. He wants to prove that contract. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are still finding their way in the NBA. They're still fantastic players. And they had a goal last year. It was to get to 50 wins. They did it. Last year was a successful year. Yeah, last year was, but no, last year was a successful year, and we Mm -hmm. looked down on the way that they, you know, fell in the Eastern Conference to Brett Brown. Yeah, Brett Brown was also a first year head coach in the postseason. I get that. I I think we just had too high of expectations for the 76ers. But there's a reason why. But what? What? The reason why is yeah, you mentioned Kyrie, you mentioned Gordon Hayward, but the main reason why we have so much high standards for this team is you look at the Celtics last year. 
They didn't have Kyrie or Gordon Hayward. They had young guys, and they arguably were one game seven away from the NBA Finals. Like, they should—I know the water coulda, shoulda, but they should have been— I believe they should have won that game seven and been in the finals last year. Their best player was still Al Horford, though. Like, you had Al Horford the whole year. There are differences, but I mean, the two main players for that Celtic team, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, were not there. And that, to me, is why I am on... I said it when we did a segment with Jake about the 76ers and we took a deep dive into them. I think Brett Brown is the coach where he's going to be the one to coach these guys up, develop them, but he's not going to be the one to bring them to the promised land. He will be fired or leave, probably be fired, fired. and they will hire that Brad Stevens-esque coach to, all right, this is the guy who's going to bring this talent to the promised land. A Steve Currian coach. Yes. Um, I, I, look. I still think that's a load of shit, by the way. I'm changing to make sure the yeah, camera no. comes out. Mm-hmm. I still think that's a load of shit take. And that, that again, fair, because we haven't seen the best out of Brett Brown. What we've seen is a young head coach make some mistakes in the playoffs, but I agree with Sean as far as, this team had zero expectations in the playoffs. It was great that they got there, and I don't think the concern should be, you know, have we ever seen a team this young do anything in the playoffs? Like, have we ever seen a team mm-hmm. with the average age of, like, 24 do anything in the playoffs? Like, mm-hmm. no championship team has ever been that young. No team should have those expectations when you look at the playoffs. So I think that the fact that they got there, the fact that Brett Brown got some experience in different situations, he went up against a tough Miami team who defensively could lock them down, who had extreme amounts of veteran leadership on that team, and one of the, again, Spolstra, another mm-hmm. pedigreed head coach, and then he goes against the Celtics where he finds, like, this is something I need to figure out. How how do I address this? And he did the thing that I didn't expect him to, which was, you know, I'm looking at that team. What did you have success with? It was lineups with TJ McConnell in them who was struggling, Ben Simmons, and instead he leaned in and was like, Ben's going to play through these struggles. Yeah. Like, he's, he trusts in his young guys, and I think that'll be rewarded over time. And also with, you know, we always look at, you know, Steve Kerr came in and took him to the playoffs right away, but also that team wasn't as young as the 76ers team was. Mm-hmm. Steph Correct. was like, what, a five-year no, player when I'm, that happens? But I'm Clay was like that, a three-year player? When Hold that on. happens for the Sixers, it'll be like three no, years I understand, down the line, but, so but, be but like you're saying that they took it into that year. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand Steve Kerr was a rookie rookie head coach, but his yeah. players weren't. Ben Simmons was a rookie yeah. last year. Like they he, they yeah. weren't running with rookies mm-hmm. out there. Um, you know, I, I think that this team again just needs the time to grow. They need the time to falter, and they shouldn't have as much pressure as they do yeah. to be a team that's already winning in the Eastern Conference. People might think that you know, again, you look at them at four in, in my playoff prediction, and be like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a failure. Not really, because no. this team, you know, right now still probably shouldn't be in the playoffs with the way that they, you know, were, were you know, uh, projected. I say just, like, I mean, this was one of the worst teams, I think, three years ago. Look at the ago. Suns and the Kings, teams who were up there at the top of the draft boards with them. And mm-hmm. guess where they're still at? The worst teams in the league. And now we're being like, 50-team win? I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. Are they, are they disappointing us in the playoffs? No. Yeah. Be happy for your team. You, you're doing the right thing in the right timeline. Just let them grow. Brett's going to get five years. Like, like that was the like mm-hmm. last year was the first year. And then now this, he's got four yeah. more years to at least take them to uh, an NBA Finals. And yep. not, not win it, but just take him there. Yeah. And I think that is definitely within enough time to get enough uh, playoff experience the for there, both the players moves still. and the coaches. If it doesn't happen then, then sure, they, he, he can get fired. Yeah. But I think at some time I mean, he's going to get there. Like how many chances mm-hmm. did they give 
like until they pull the trigger, like Nick Nurse is our guy. Yeah, and you were and you were shocked by that. Yeah, because of the way that they're performing. The 76ers are so fucking young. Demar Derozan's like 33 years old. Kyrie, no, sorry, Derozan's like 29. Kyle Lowry's like 33. The difference though in those two situations is. The Raptors ran into the best player that we've seen since Michael Jordan, whereas the 76ers ran into a team last year that— They, they should have been the best player since Michael well, Jordan. That's what you've been saying this whole— Yeah, they yeah. should have, but like, <laughs> as a Sixer fan, I would be sitting there going, like, yeah, they have the better coach, but— there's like, come on, Joe, come on, Ben. You should be able to beat JT and Jalen Brown. As that's a what Sixers I would, fan, you're like, holy shit, we're in the playoffs. No, no, no. But that's what I would be looking no, at. Do you think Al Horford's a bum off the street? Like, no, but he's their best player. No, like, bar not, none, not even close. I'm not saying like he's a bad player. I'm just saying when I would look at it from a fandom, I wouldn't be looking at Hal Hal Horford above. Why not? Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Because to me, Dave, I never I I take bigs unless it's like. Draymond Green, and I kind of put them to the side in this NBA. What? And that's what I've done the whole time. I look at guards and wings time, the most. Time out. Time what? Out. You are putting away all bigs besides Draymond Green. I mean, usually he's the one he's I talk about the most. Draymond Green. You ever hear about Anthony Davis? No, I know. But you ever hear him? We don't talk about the You ever hear Joel Embiid? The guy on the team that you're talking about? Yeah, I'm talking about him right now. No, but I you're saying you Joel put away Embiid. all those I said guys. Usually, usually Draymond Green. I'm saying the, the, usually the, the, I do. That is in the, the past. model for a big in the NBA. Yeah, no, Draymond Green. No, no, you're putting yeah. words in my mouth. I just said usually Draymond Green is the guy I talk about the most. Why? That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm just going to like him. Find better. I mean, go back in our tape and our history. I've probably, out of all the big oh, men, I've probably God. talked about Draymond Green the most. I think it's funny I'm, you keep calling Draymond Green a big man. I mean, he plays the four. Yeah, I know, but he, he's like six he, foot seven. I, he's, a, he's a small <laughs> big, but he's still a big. I think that the 76ers have time to grow, and I think that people should not look at them at being a four seed um, with most likely 50 yeah. wins as a negative, at least in I my say, things. And I think this team still has time to grow. Yeah, so. I'd like to agree. Where's Jake's? I wasn't here for the Jake week, so like, was Jake's take on them playoff, you know, world champions? No, yeah, they're games? finals. Okay. That's yeah. what he said. There we go. So we've got a true 76ers fan right there, just <laughs> drinking the Kool-Aid. He also thinks Drew Brees is the best quarterback of all time mm-hmm. because he's a Saints fan. He also thinks the Yankees are going to beat the Red Sox when they just well, got there. There's a chance. Yeah. They have a better chance than the Braves. That's true. Wow, that's... <laughs> Baseball! Uh, but homers are going to drink homer juice. I don't yeah. think yeah. anyone outside of Philadelphia thinks that they have a shot at going to the finals. Like, maybe, well, maybe like a 5% shot, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to happen. Dave, what? Don't look at my predictions. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to it. All right. Anyways, I'm glad you have it, though. Because, again, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, again, <laughs> 76ers are a young team. We'll, we'll see what happens with them. Uh, final thoughts on the East, because, you know, obviously we talked a little bit about the Wizards. Um, they add Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. We see the Pacers. I have them at three, a team that was great last year with the most improved player with Victor Oladipo. They add uh, Doug McDermott. They add Tyreek Evans. Yeah. Um, they have additions. Yeah, we look huge. at the Bucks. They have a new uh, head coach. In Buttonholzer, we look at the Pistons with Dwayne Casey and Blake Griffin being new full-season additions. Healthy Reggie Jackson. Um, healthy Reggie Jackson. We look at the Heat. Obviously, they have Spolstra and are in discussions with Jimmy Butler. But nothing really outside of the top four mm-hmm. gets me crazy in, in my mind. Really, I don't think any team outside of the Celtics, Raptors, Pacers, and 76ers have a shot to win the East. I'm yeah. going to say it just because we did it for the West and you guys can do it too. It'd be fun. Hornets are my dark horse in the East to make the playoffs. Like, the one that I'm looking for, mm-hmm. that, yeah, they'll be out, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Hornets sneak I mean, in at the eight. Do you think they're going to ride the whole season with Kemba and hope to re-sign him? Yes. Because, yeah. yeah. 
I was still, I'm still mm-hmm. on the fence. I'm like, uh, if they shoot the bed off the gates, I wonder. I don't think it was because they want to get rid of Kemba. They no, want to get rid of the contracts. Yeah. They're trying I, to do a full reset. Ultimately, I, I don't think they get rid of Kemba. Um, the team, though, that I have a dark horse for, and I think, Dave, you should bring up the dark horse that you mentioned uh, yeah, I mean, before. Um, I think that the dark horse could be Cleveland for mm-hmm. me um, because I don't trust Orlando. I, I think that they do have a great player in Aaron Gordon, but I don't know with the youth. Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba are going to be asked to do a lot. They don't have right. a point guard. Um, I think it, and Evan Fournier is great as well, but I don't think they have enough coaching, and there's a lot of turnover there that I don't trust them. Atlanta's too young. Chicago, I think, is too young, but they're talented. Mm-hmm. Um, New York is a mess, um, especially with KP as you know, the question mark on when he'll return. He might not return. even play this year. Yeah. Uh, and then the Cavs, I think they're the only team that with you know the youth that they have, but also a balance of Kevin Love and the veteran ch- uh, leadership they have. Um, outside of the poor coaching, I think they they – Probably have the best chance. I mean, but Tristan I, I don't Thompson think still thinks, or Tristan yeah. Thompson thinks yeah, he's still the champion. favorites in the East. He's an idiot. <laughs> Till they lose it, they're the, they're the guys. Uh, yeah, it's no, a good I, mindset to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Points for him, but like yeah. he, he's also the guy who couldn't get on the court for part of last season because he just wasn't good enough. Yeah, I mean, I just that team. Um, we'll see. They're 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 gonna be an interesting team because Colin Sexton could be explosive, and we all know what Kevin Love could do when he's the only guy on the team. But now we got skinny Kevin Love. We'll see. I'm high, but Say your dark I, horse. Think, I think for me it's the Nets. <laughs> there it is. I, I'm the guy Brooklyn. who— Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I talked up D'Angelo Russell a lot on this show. Um, I'm a bit of a homer for him uh, for no real reason. Just I, I like the guy. You're I'm not like, an Ohio State fan. You're nope. not, well, you're kind of a Laker I wasn't guy. a Lakers fan You're not a Laker fan, but I was I mean, a fan of Kobe. I mean, that's, yeah. that's different. Everybody was. Um, but I think that— Everybody was. <laughs> I know that's a lie. I'm just <laughs> moving on. I think that D'Angelo Russell, like, we saw what it could do when he was healthy last year. The problem was he wasn't healthy the whole year. I think he can explode this year. I think this could be his breakout year, and he has a good chance to actually become an Eastern All-Star uh, if things can tr- continue to grow the way I would hope for him. I like Karis LeVert a lot. I think he is in the vein of the, I can do a little bit of everything pretty well. He's going to be putting up, like, 14-5 and, you know, three and a half next year with a steal. Like, mm-hmm. he is kind of that utility tool, and he's got a really good skill set. Rodney House Jefferson is just, he's weirdly, like, their main, he was, like, the original piece when they started rebuilding this team, really. Yeah. Good wing defender, uh, doesn't have an outside shot, but he's at least a serviceable player. Jared Allen, he got the fro. Like, mm-hmm. Spencer Dinwiddie, fro bro. I, I, I look at this team and I go, They've got a lot of young pieces. I'd love to see this be like the positive year one. I, I know that they've been, you know, working towards this, and I think this could be it. I think this could be the year where you go, D'Lo is a star. They are the Browns in my mind of the NBA. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for them to make the playoffs. Yeah. They have a lot of young talent, but I don't think this is the year. Okay. okay. Um, I, I, you know, obviously Cleveland has had a f- fantastic defense mm-hmm. this year. They have their piece in. Baker Mayfield. I don't think Brooklyn has their piece yet, but mm-hmm. you know D'Angelo might well you know turn into that. But um, I think that they have a young talent, but I don't think this is the year that they make the playoffs. Also, one thing I was looking at: if the same thing happens in our predictions that happened last year, that Dave was right about two of the seeds, you were right about one of them. The teams to look at in the East are that the 76ers will be the seventh seed, and then the Heat will be the eighth because the one that you had was the one that Dave had. And then in the West, it'll be the Spurs at three and the Lakers at six. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know about that. I was just looking I, at it. was funny that Dave had one of his was like the one he had alone was in the top four. 
the one that he had that matched with you was in the bottom four. Yeah, in both the east and the west. We both hit the Timberwolves mm-hmm. dead on. Um, which again, young team. I don't think we were. I think it was fair because mm-hmm. again, I, I mean, know. I had him at five. Yeah, and we, we, with Spurs we didn't were... have Kawhi, so I think that was a big thing that t- fell off of them. Yep, it, it's tough to predict the seeds because again, anything can happen. You know, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll figure out what happens. Um, you know, when it comes to uh, what May, I think the I don't mm-hmm. know. The I think start. April because June's the finals. Late April, I think yeah. it starts. Um, so we'll see when it comes to April who's right, who's wrong, but we will figure out. But let's jump into our hold us to them uh, predictions for the NBA playoffs. So we take all of our seedings, one through eight, and we put them into the playoffs and we say who's going to mm-hmm. win every single matchup. And we give you our NBA finals predictions here on the Saturday, October 6th, year of our Lord, 2018. So, Ricky, jump into it and give us your uh, round one, round two, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, and NBA final predictions. Well, I'll do what we always do, kind of left to right, starting with the West. Round number one, got the Warriors over the Nuggets, 1v8. Then going 2-7, the Rockets will beat the Pelicans. The 3-6 Lakers Spurs going to go with the Lakers to get the win over DeMar DeRozan and those Spurs. And then my 4-5 matchup, same matchup we saw last year, Jazz over the Thunder. It happened last year. Why shouldn't it happen this year? Then second round, Warriors will beat those Jazz in the next round. Lakers will top the Rockets. That's one of my big shockers. But then the Laker hype will end. My hot take will come true. Warriors will beat them. Warriors will go to the NBA Finals. Then in the East, Celtics beat the Wizards. Raptors beat the Pistons. 76ers over the Bucks. I almost changed that one, but I'm going to stay with the 76ers. And then the Pacers beat the Heat. You're also just going to go with the top, uh, the top four. You're saying that also, I think before in your hot take, you were mm-hmm. saying that the Bucks will do nothing, will disappoint, yeah, and also yeah. Giannis will leave. So that's no, a big no, no, change. They're not, like, yeah, no, no, they're not going to win. They're not going to win an NBA Finals with Giannis. That was my That's hot take. That's not a hot take. Um, yeah, no one's, no one's no like, one oh, yeah, Giannis is going to be a Finals. Then going with the people. second round, I've got Celtics Pacers going to go with the Celtics. Raptors and 76ers. I got two-way Kawhi Leonard shutting down Ben Simmons, and the Raptors will move on. But then the Celtics, they will beat the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I will have Warriors v. Celtics. You'll find out who wins that a little bit later. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's going to be a shocker for all of you waiting at home. Dave, give us your shocking uh, finals predictions or playoff Playoff predictions. predictions. So, round one, I'm going Warriors over the Grizzlies, Rockets over the Thunder, Spurs over the Lakers, and Jazz over the Nuggets. Jazz over the Nuggets was just like a fun one. I was like, eh, defense versus offense, ultimate matchup. Uh, I'm going to go with defense because it's the playoffs. That's like the meme, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, round two, uh, Warriors over the Jazz and Rockets over the Spurs. So Western Conference Finals would be Warriors over the Rockets. Not a huge surprise. Does it go to seven this time? Yeah, why not? Okay. Sure. Uh, in the East, <laughs> not many people. Uh, in the East, uh, again, who cares about the East? Not many people. Uh, the Celtics 76ers, over the Heat. 76ers, Raptors, and Celtics. Boston fans. Yeah, okay. So Maybe got, Indiana, too. And in, who, Indiana. I don't know. Nothing, Football. Nothing down. <laughs> nothing in that state. Uh, Celtics over the Heat. 76ers over the Bucks. Pistons over the Raptors, because why the fuck not? And Wizards over the Pacers. 
Uh, round two, I've got the Celtics winning over the Wizards in seven because I always love that matchup. Like I, I think that's one of my favorite playoff matchups. Mm-hmm. It never goes the way you know I want it to, but it's still fun. And then the 76ers over the Pistons. So my Eastern Conference Finals will be 76ers and the Celtics, and I'm taking the Sixers. And that was something I was like, no one's going to think no the 76ers are going to beat the Celtics. No one's that stupid, right? Uh, we'll talk about why you think that will happen uh, in, after I give mine. And um, we'll start off in round one. I have the number one seed Warriors beating the eighth seed Spurs, the number two seed Rockets over the seventh seed Pelicans. I have the number six seed Lakers over the Nuggets. Uh, welcome to the playoffs, Nuggets. You get to face LeBron James. <laughs> uh, then we have the fourth seed, or sorry, the fifth seed Thunder taking over the Jazz. I think that, you know, Russ and uh, Healthy Roberson and Paul George get their revenge um, on the Jazz. Round two, I have the Warriors over the Thunder. That's not going to be a series. Rockets over the Lakers. Might be a series. And then in the Western Conference Finals, Warriors over the Rockets. And then out east in round one, I have the number one seed Celtics over the eighth seed Heat. Uh, two seed Raptors over the seven seed Pistons. Uh, third seed, uh, four, sorry, fourth seed uh, Sixers over the fifth seed Wizards, and the third seed Pacers over the sixth seed Bucks. I think that could be an upset special, though. Bucks over the Pacers. Then the Celtics over the 76ers, sorry, Jake. Pacers over the Raptors. And then the Celtics over the Pacers in the Eastern Conference Finals, giving me a NBA Finals of the Warriors over Celtics. And let's start with Dave, because Dave, you're the only person to not pick the Celtics Warriors Finals. <laughs> Why are the 76ers? Taking down the Celtics. Because fuck Boston. Strong argument, right, guys? <laughs> Very <laughs> strong I argument. I should let that sink in for a minute to piss off the I like fan the base. Silence. I was about to... I thought I was going to say something offensive. I call Indiana lovingly since they're our neighbors to the east of the armpit of America. Um... And you and it's not the most offensive thing that could be said. It's no. just fuck Boston. So cool, Dave. Thanks for that one. Uh, Bye, Boston and Pacer fans. Yeah, I know, right? I'm just making enemies today. Uh, I love the 76ers. For those who don't know, I like the Celtics, but I think they're going to have injuries. I think they're going to struggle with injuries throughout the whole year. Uh, it's just the case of another year of uh, Al Horford getting older. I know he played phenomenally last year to the point where I'm berating Ricky about not giving him enough respect, mm-hmm. but I have fears about him continuing to get older, continuing to see what that role means for him. And obviously Kyrie Irving coming back and being injured and being injured and then being injured again. I think that 76ers have a weird chance to like lightning in a bottle this moment. Like this is, this could be one of those years where it's, they got too early, too fast in their time, and it's like this could be the year they push it all the way to the finals, and then they might not make the finals for like another two years. Like it, it feels like there's just a weird feeling I've got about this team and how good Joel Embiid can be on mm-hmm. 36 minutes, how good Ben Simmons can be on 35. Like put all these guys, give them the minutes they deserve, let Markel Fultz be the player I think he is, and I think this team can go really far. Would you say it's akin, and maybe this is the wrong uh, comparison? Would you say it's akin to? The Cavs getting to the finals in 2007, like lightning in a bottle, or Magic getting to the finals in 2010, lightning in a bottle? Yeah, I mean, the 2010 was a unique situation, obviously. That Magic team had one of the, like, most, like, dumb moment teams where it's like, we'll just take Dwight Howard, the most dominant center since Shaq, and then surround him by guys who can stand behind the three-point line and just shoot. Just like, how does that not work? Hito, J.J. Redick was on that team. J.J. Mm-hmm. Redick. Uh, um, Jameer Nelson. Uh, Jameer Nelson. Nelson. He got you a contract had... off that, which was just uh, like, what the fuck? Rashad Lewis was on that team. I think so. Yeah. Um, Fun team. So, like, that that was just a weird dynamic. Ryan Anderson, out. I think, was on that team as well. <laughs> That was 2010 Yeah, uh, whatever. Rashad, Rashad Lewis was I see on that Ryan team. Anderson, yeah. Was Ryan on that team? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jameer so, Nelson. God. 
Yeah. Um, that was a unique dynamic. I thought times. it was pretty cool. Uh, good call on that one. Matt um, Barnes was on that team. Well, Matt Barnes was on that team. <laughs> so was go. Vince Carter. Oh, yeah. Weird. Three-point so shooters. Oh, he was and, such a good three-point shooter. And Petrus as well. Michael Petrus. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about the Frenchman. I'm, I'm leaning more towards the Cavs side of that <laughs> yeah, situation. Yeah, for sure. Obviously. I, I just... Look, this is no disrespect to the Celtics because you guys have an awesome team and you shouldn't feel bad about this, but I just think that injuries will catch up to you this mm-hmm. year at the wrong time. Also, no offense to us, but if they're getting upset about our predictions, relook at your life. Come on. <laughs> We're idiots on you. Reevaluate. Like, like us saying, oh, Celtics aren't going to make it to the finals. Doesn't mean shit. No. Because again, there's 82 games. There's a good chance they do. There's a very good chance they do. Um, One thing, though, I did find interesting because obviously, you know, we're very similar in the Western Conference Finals. Mm -hmm. Completely different, at least in the Eastern Conference Finals. You had 76ers Celtics. Ricky, you had Celtics over Raptors. I had Celtics over Pacers. What what do you think about Raptors, Celtics, especially with Davis saying about the 76ers, why those two would be the matchup in the finals? Well, I mean, my one of the things that changes it up with why I have the Raptors and not the Pacers is. You have Celtic Sixers, Pacers, Raptors, where mine is the 76ers are going with the Rap- going up against the Raptors. I just look at everything except for like that series and any series that has LeBron in it. Usually I'm gonna go with the better coach. Whoever's gonna win the coaching so that, matchup. That Raptors Sixers, because that I think that'd be an incredible I mean, matchup. That's one where I am it's gonna be an incredible matchup, but I'm not super high on Nick Nurse. I'm not saying that he's hot garbage because he's not, but it's like I'm not high on Nick Nurse. Brett Brown is good, but like I'm not super high on Brett Brown either. Like that's a series where I go, well, the coaching is just like a push for me. Yep. Let me like the Raptors have Kawhi, and Kawhi should be able to help that team but do you think overcome a young 76ers team. And that's the thing. The 76ers might be hopefully knock on wood, give them a run for their money, but also we saw last year, 76ers, they had a easy time getting past the Miami Heat and then struggled against the Celtics in the second round. So is mm-hmm. that more of like a I mean, they those, struggled to struggle or I Brad Stevens? I would say struggled against the Celtics. I think they had several games were very, very close. They had some mm-hmm. games, though, where it was like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Like, how does well, – like, Ben Simmons only scored one point. So to me, I – think it's just one where it's like I trust the Raptors more in a seven game series. Even that Bellinelli game too. Yeah. I mean that I mean, was that, that was, was the one that definitely sticks out because the, the mm-hmm. reason they lost was Brett Brown. Yep. And you know, Joel Embiid didn't play well. He was he was making made mistakes. Like they should have won. Yeah. They had so many opportunities to win that game. And they, they just didn't have the experience in the playoffs to do right. so, do so. Um the one asterisk yeah, I was up? gonna ask you guys is for me with mine if Jimmy Butler gets traded to the Heat, can I midseason have it to where right now we agree on it? If Jimmy Butler gets traded, Heat then beat the Pacers in the first round. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I don't care about that. Okay. I, I think that Jimmy Butler is a different kind of conversation because, yeah. like, if he does land on this Heat team. How far do they go? Yeah. Nah, I don't think far, though. Because, I, I mean, we do they go second s- round? I mean, if they. Yeah. yeah they unless they're round. at the eighth seat. Mm hmm. And then they play the Celtics. But if they have Jimmy Butler for what we assume, most likely 70 games, 65 Mm -hmm. games, they're not going to be the eight seed. I could guarantee you that. They're definitely going to be able to. They're going to be better than the Pistons and the Wizards. How are the Timberwolves (laughs) with Jimmy Butler, Carl Anthony Towns, Wiggins, Tom but Eric Spolstra? (laughs) That, I mean, also, let's look at the— I'm just saying, they had more talent. Who had more talent? 
More talent, but more talent West, doesn't mean a, a cohesive team. Yeah. And uh, Miami is so cohesive. I know. And you add but Jimmy Butler those pieces to, to a team him. that just wants to fit around their guy, especially yeah. having his buddy D. Wade there, yep. it's going to be a perfect fit. Oh, God. That cancer's relationship's back. I forgot. Not yet. Uh, yeah. If it happens. Yeah. So right. I mean, we'll do a reaction to when mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler gets traded, and obviously you can reamend your stuff yeah. um, to, to put you know the heat wherever you think they will go. Um, but I have the Celtics over the Pacers, and I think that this is the Pacers' best shot to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. um, because I think the 76ers are coming. I think the Raptors, if they re-sign Kawhi, are coming. I think this is their best shot with the addition of Tyreek Evans. I don't think this team is ever going to be a finals team. Mm-hmm. Um, no offense to Indiana. I think Victor Oladipo is a fantastic player, but you're going to need to make major improvements to this team outside of Tyreek Evans to get past the Eastern Conference Finals and get to a Finals. I don't think it's happening with Victor Oladipo on this team, but I think this team is going to be consistently good and put themselves in positions to at least get back to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think this is their best shot to get to the Finals. I don't think it happens, though. But I think they the Pacers... They need to be a top-three team in the... Like, they're a team where it's like, mm, we so. need to be Why in the top three. Because, like, for me, maybe it's because I'm thinking the Celtics are going to be number one and there's no guarantee to that. But yeah. if the Celtics are number one... If I'm the Pacers, I don't want to see them until the Eastern Conference Finals. Ah, or so you're thinking you got to duck them. I I want to. I rather see either the 76ers or then the Raptors in that order. I want to see the 76ers first, then the Raptors before I see the Celtics in that second round. I just don't. Well, and they are the thir- third seed, and that's how mm-hmm. they end up getting there. They beat the Bucks, who I think that you know obviously Giannis is the best player in that series. But with a new coach, although Buttonholzer has playoff experience, is is fantastic. Right. Um, and Chris Mid is a great, uh, you know, kind of second option. I, you he say is second option now. Second option right now. Um, yeah. You know, Bledsoe. I think maybe under a year he'll be better, especially having a new coach. Um, but I just don't trust the Bucks with what they've shown me consistently in the playoffs. They've been giving teams tough series. Yeah. But they've never been able to get over that hump. I don't think this is the year they get over that hump either. I mean, the next round against the Raptors. Um, you know, clearly Kawhi Leonard again is the best player in that. Um, you know, series, but this is also a new coach in Nick Nurse compared to Nate McMillan, who was in the playoffs last year and game planned fantastically around yeah. LeBron James. I think they showed enough to me where they can push that to a seven game series. I was dead wrong about the Pacers last year. I'd rather be, you know, close to uh, the right side at least. So I'll, I'll throw the Pacers and give them a bone and put them in these conference finals, but I don't think it's close. Uh, Celtics versus the think, Pacers. Do you think Boyan can shut down Quad just like he did to LeBron? <laughs> <laughs> he really didn't even shut him down. Though, I know. I think LeBron averaged like LeBron. 30, 11, and yeah. 10. I know. Um, but, he, but he kind of did. That we'll was the weird defense. thing. defense. Yeah. We'll give so, him the credit. But let's look at the other matchups. We don't think the Warriors are going to be touched, right? At no. All. Do you think they lose the game? Yes. Maybe if Steph is injured in the first round. I, mean, I don't think they lose another, in the first round. That's another team where it's their, their injuries come and go like the win, and it doesn't really seem to bother them. You're right. That loss would come. Because now that I'm looking at mine, I'm like, the Nuggets aren't going to beat even KD and Clay without no. Steph. Yeah. It'd be like in mine, the Jazz would get a game on them uh-uh. and Steph is coming back. Kind of like the Pels got one for, last year. For me, it's the Rockets. I, I think that that's, I think they'll lose two. I think they'll lose them both against the Rockets. I think they they four mm-hmm. the first two series. Here is the way they can lose before round two. It's if the Lakers somehow match up with them. Ooh, I don't think it's a. I don't think they lose that series. Could oh, be no, a, LeBron knows uh, how to beat them. Two seven matchup. Well, yeah, let me or ask. a uh, one 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 eight Warriors mm-hmm. advance, and then second round uh, Lakers are a four seed. Okay, yeah. Let me ask you this then: What if my Western Conference Finals comes true, Warriors Lakers? How many games do you think Warriors win? But how many games do you think it goes? Does Warriors it go seven? No. All right, hell no. They're the the best chance the Warriors have going to seven games is against the Rockets. Okay. That team was built to beat the Rockets. Mm-hmm. 
Lakers are in their first year together, especially you mean built the Warriors were the built. Warriors. Yeah, the Rockets were meant yeah, to that the Rockets were built to beat the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, Lakers were not. And although they have the best player in the NBA, this is also a lot of first times mm-hmm. for these Absolutely. players. Obviously, JaVale, Rondo, um, Lance, Lance, playoffs Lance LeBron. Be easy. Um, Be easy. I don't know if he played. <laughs> he did. He was heat. on those heat games. Yeah, yeah. heat. Um, but I don't think there's enough <laughs> experience outside of that. Yeah. What is Luke Walton going to be able to do to game plan against a team that he knows very well? Mm-hmm. I, I think that maybe they get a game. The I do Lakers love the regular do, but I don't season they... games. Like last year, you like we've watched the Lakers beat the Warriors in the regular season, which yeah. is hilarious. And yeah. It makes and you just you start scratching your head like how how do we get here? <laughs> but no, I, I agree. I, I don't think that I think that series is the only one that I would like. That's when I would pay money to be like. Please give me that series in the playoffs. I w- would love to see. No and that's where it's first, second, or third round. Yeah, and that's okay. the thing too is like, although I think that the Warriors are going to win oh, every absolutely. game, I want to watch every game and right. see mm-hmm. how because we know what LeBron can do against that yeah. team. It's mm-hmm. so fun to watch him try to beat them. I mean, the biggest question is like, like we talked about earlier, is who's going to be the next guy up and the guy after that? Like, is it going to be Bi Kuzma? Is mm-hmm. it going to be Bi Josh Hart? Is it going to be Lonzo Josh? Like, they've got so many young guys. Maybe we just get surprised, and maybe, you know, we, we see the weirdest thing on Lance Stevens in reverting time, going mm-hmm. way back to the year where he was like a triple-double machine. The year that the Pacers like should have beat them. LeBron, but they didn't. You mean last yeah. year? No, I'm talking about back with <laughs> the, the uh, oh, who was that? Now I can't think of that Paul center. George, Roy Hibbert. Yeah, Roy Hibbert. Roy Hibbert before he missed fell the layup off the in the, the lane, and then, uh, and then he basically yeah. was just yeah. gone. Uh, yeah, poor Roy the Hibbert. Snapchat. The best yeah. thing that Roy Hibbert's ever done was on that Parks and Rec thing where uh, Aziz Ansari <laughs> hires him to pull shrimp off a wall. Um, love that guy. I don't know if you would agree with you on that one. I love Roy Hibbert. Where'd he go? Was that Georgetown? Was he a Georgetown kid? I don't know. Where did Roy Hibbert play college ball? He was dominant. We have he was. a thing called the internet. I don't think was it Georgetown. I want to say he was a big. Let's find out. Yeah, it was Georgetown. Mm. 04 to 08. Good call. Oh yeah. All right. Anyways, let's get back to uh, NBA stuff in that 2008 <laughs> Big East basketball. Although it's fun. Um, he was referred to as the big stiff by reporters and fans <laughs> at Georgetown. <laughs> should we, should we, on his Wikipedia page. Should we give our NBA finals predictions <laughs> now? Big stiff. I mean, I'm trying to think. The only other thing, I mean, only because Dave has them in the second round, like, are the – what do you think with the Spurs? Like, are they a first round and done or second round? Because I, I got them against the Lakers, and my hot take was Lakers to the Western yeah. Conference Finals, so no way they were well, going to beat the Lakers. And I have them up against the Warriors, and there's no yeah. way anyone's beating the Warriors. So it's, so it's so, a matchup then for the— I, I've got them beating the Lakers then, yeah. Ricky. That, that's well, the thing. i got to believe in my hot take, too. So you're you're basically just ignoring— <laughs> It'll be like Lakers and six. If you ignoring logic, it'll be logic. like Lakers and six. I'm not saying like they get by. Like it's wait, wait, easy so it's to get a, by them. He's like, look, they're gonna it's win. Not a, it's not a seven not game series, it's same, but it's, it's not yeah. a sweep. Look, they're not worth a seven game series. It's not like they're going up against uh-huh. one of the greatest coaches of all time. You know, one of the best players in the league in Lamarcus Aldridge. They just well, they added Demar the, Derozan. But the Lakers have team. the best player in the league. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. Unfortunately, like that's literally all they've got. But here's the thing. Is who has a better one-two punch, LeBron and anybody else, or Demar Derozan with <laughs> Marcus Aldridge? Playoff, like that's the thing is, playoff. <laughs> Demar Derozan versus LeBron. 
I want to see what he can do on this Spurs team. Or does DeMar DeRozan no, does history repeat himself? And he goes, oh, say, no, it's no, LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> does he go back to being a trash bro again? Like, <laughs> like oh, I, I love DeMar. I am pulling for DeMar. I hope he does well. But Just don't see that's history, the that's history the tells me I that. made it, so yeah. that matchup would happen. Oh, I try to make so many matchups. That's why I was I'm like, not the only one. That's why I was like, like, as wiggling things around, I was so pissed at myself when I said Nuggets at a three seed because I was like, well, shit, I want them to get a, like, I, I can't. I locked myself into the first top three seeds, and I was like, well, then I have to like maneuver so many things because yeah. I was like, well, I think the Pelicans are going to do well, but I'm like, are they better than the Lakers, Thunder, and Jazz? And no, Probably but they might not. be better than Nuggets where I have three. Like. I fucked myself <laughs> over with that Nuggets thing. And then I have the Nuggets losing in the first round because there's no way they beat LeBron. Yeah. Because who's going to stop LeBron on the team? And again, it's really who's going to stop LeBron throughout this whole this whole Western Conference. Yep. And there's only two teams that can do it. It's the Warriors and the Rockets. Correct. And the Rockets are going to do it by everyone else beating LeBron, not by stopping LeBron, but by, you know, Stopping everybody else. Yeah. yeah, by stopping everybody else and then also just putting the pressure on LeBron, tiring him out, running up and down, yeah. and having James Harden dominate. And then the Warriors are going to beat him the same way they've been doing it with five stars and just being able to, again, put KD on him and try to slow him Boogie, down. Boogie, just so. what the shit? This ain't fair. How is Boogie going to do in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Dope. Is he? We've Don't. never seen him in the playoffs. I know. Remember, I think that was one of our first videos. Uh-huh. Was I had made the wrong claim that like Boogie made the playoffs, mm-hmm. and like I just thought like, oh yeah, sure, he's he's a great player. I'm never. sure he carried that fucking awful Kings team playoffs. Never. Just totally wrong. Nope. Totally left on that one. Uh, I Kings. think he's gonna be great. I think he's gonna be great on that team. I think that you know he's not gonna put up the stupid stat lines that he that we're used to out of Boogie, but we're gonna see him in a in a reduced role. But also he'll get you know some free. Uh, rope out there basically because they're going to be beating teams down so bad. So you have him in the finals. So let's give our finals prediction. What will DeMarcus Cousins do in the finals, Dave? Uh, I think he puts up a stat line of... (laughs) Who doesn't love predicting stat lines? I know, right? Uh, I think he's going to probably put up 15, Hmm. 8, and 4. I had a feeling you were going to say 15, but then I was also, that's too low for Marcus Cousins. But then it I was like, 20 pushing too high. Yeah. The, the problem is, is like, who becomes third fiddle? Because it's KD, then Steph, and then after then that, the question is, is it going to be Clay uh-huh. or is it going to be DeMarcus Cousins? And I think that, look, Clay can get his points anywhere. So, mm-hmm. like, 15 points for Clay is like four minutes. Like, he doesn't really need shots. the ball in his hand. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, I think that, like, he's probably going to get his anyway. So, I think Boogie's going to get some time in the low post. They're going to have fun working him out of the low post. Yeah, I mean, he could inflate his stats just by the end of the game and then oh, just easily. dumping it down. And just Draymond, Draymond's points go down. Yeah, Draymond, Ooh, Draymond's yeah. the giving tree. Like, that's just mm-hmm. my that, that's my true belief <laughs> of what Draymond Green is. Here's the thing. Assist numbers go up is for Draymond. Draymond might have his best statistical game this year, but also have the worst statistical year. Oh, because I fuck. have a feeling he's going to get a 5x5 five five this year. Ooh. I have a I feeling like that it. it's going to be the first time he gets a— uh, I think, uh, when was the last 5x5? Five five? Um, so, like, I think he was really close. Two years the ago. Admiral? Uh, no, it wasn't that long ago. I think there was one in the 2000s. I'll, I'll look at it. Okay. Because um, there's one page I've always gone to. No, Draymond did do it. He, Draymond did it in 2015. Batum also did it in 2013. <laughs> Kirilenko did it in 2006. Camby in 2004. <sighs> Kirilenko did it three times, apparently. I'm, Twice John in 2003. Jonathan Isaac's upside, Kirilenko. Unrelated, but just a hot take. That's weird. I like it, but I don't think it's true. Oh. You're right, though. Small. The Admiral did do it. I, yeah. I knew. I, if there was one man who did it, I knew Jeez. it was Hakeem him. did it like Hakeem seven times. Hakeem is like yeah. amazing. Well, that's um, fair. Yeah, but Draymond did it. He had 24 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 5 blocks, 5 steals. So I think good. he can do a literal 5 by 5 
<laughs> That's like five like points. He's gonna eke it out. Five assists, five boards, five blocks, five steals, um, and then but, seven turnovers. Yeah, <laughs> five turnovers. He's got the six by five uh, and five fouls. He's gonna fall out. Oh, um, yeah, that'd be great. But I, I think that again, like we're gonna see a huge dip in Draymond. Yeah. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean Draymond's not important. No, they're a better team. Like that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, do you? I know we talk a lot about you know can't share the ball, all this garbage. But like, the Warriors are they a better team this year than they were last year? Looking at it right now, it's impossible to say no in my mind. Yeah. Who is the biggest the challenge same. to the Warriors? Is it the Rockets, is it the Celtics, or the Lakers? Uh, I'm going to say... I'm saying still Rockets. I'm going to say the Rockets only yeah. because the Celtics are a little bit too young overall for me. Like Kyrie and Gordon or Hayward are not, but like the Jason Tatums, the Jalen Browns, I think when they go up against the Warriors in my mind, it's going to be a, a not like a huge culture shock because I feel like Brad Stevens will coach them up. But the Warriors are still probably going to win in like five. Say Al Horford's name, damn it, Al Horford. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm going nuts over here. I ju- I think that the so many ways the Rockets have the best. I know the Rockets have the best chance because they have the best edge of yeah. wanting to beat the Warriors. The Celtics it, don't it, have the pressure to win a mm-hmm. final. The yet. Rockets have seen the light. Like they've gotten to the point where they can mm-hmm. beat the Warriors. They know how to. They beat also them. They got should have. And Chris Paul probably have. feels so slighted that he. Oh got my injured. god! Did you, you know? see him on the jump? That he was mm-hmm. on the jump this past week. And like Rachel Nichols like brought it up, and I just felt like, why? <laughs> like he doesn't want to be. I love that about Rachel Nichols. Yeah. She'll ask the stuff like, where it's like, thank you for and asking. And like you saw T Max face react even, and it was just like, oh. And he's like, so how did the hamstring injury make you a better player? Like how did that? And like he's taking the positive player approach of you. Know, oh, overcoming the injury is going to make you a better player. And like you could just see Chris's face being like. I wish I could have been out there. I know what we could have done if I was <laughs> yeah. out there. I willed myself to try to stay out there. Like, it just couldn't happen. But I think I look at the team. I go, yes, you lost out on uh, Trevor Ruse and Trevor Ariza. Mm-hmm. But you get back Carmelo Anthony. You get to potentially have the resurgence of a Michael Carter Williams <laughs> coming out as a wing, a slashing wing who you, can to distribute. Brandon Knight. And Brandon Knight. Like, I look at the team and go, I think they could do it. I think they could win I mean, a couple. You, you say Trevor Reese, and I just think of... Uh, Windhorse's reaction always when everyone's like, "Oh yeah, the Warriors." He was like, "What was Trevor Reza the MVP of that yeah, series?" He, then <laughs> he did play like forty minutes of defense on Kevin Durant. <laughs> like he played all the defense. What if Michael Carter Williams becomes the new Trevor Reza? I think there's a chance. Like just defensive monster. So you're saying there's a it's chance? Hilarious because like no. Michael Carter Williams is not known for being defensive. No, no, like that's it. why I'm just yeah. like, fuck it. <laughs> what okay. if what if it happens? Okay. Um, that's a crazy uh, twist. All right, let's give our Absolutely. finals predictions because mm-hmm. Mellow shuts down KD. That's how it goes down. We are so. <laughs> no. <laughs> give your final prediction. Uh, my final prediction is the Warriors over the East. Um, so I, over the Sixers? Well, I, I, that's you have again, I got the Sixers in, but I sort of know that the Celtics are going to win it. Or this time, do you, this time, <laughs> I last, admit, like the fuck Boston was just to get attention. Last year, the Warriors couldn't see it. You picked John Cena. I so this John year, you're Cena. picking the Warriors over John Cena. Because <laughs> he's got hair over, over John Bradshaw Layfield's son? <laughs> Who do you got for your NBA fans? I've got the Warriors over the Celtics. I think that this will be the first time that young Celtics team tastes the finals. They'll want to come back. But they're going to lose that first time. Yeah, first time for Kyrie Irving chasing the finals. Uh, no, I mean like Jay Tay and Jalen Brown and the yeah. young talent, not and, and Gordon Hayward and L Horford and L Horford. The first time touching the NBA uh-huh. finals. Is it? Yeah, yeah, because uh-huh. the Hawks didn't make the Hawks didn't it. Make That's it. right. Uh-huh. That's, they always lost they to LeBron. LeBron. Yeah, mm-hmm. and <laughs> the uh, a lot of teams ran into LeBron. <laughs> for my NBA finals, I have the uh, Warriors over the Celtics. Here's the final question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you have to put your life savings. Mm-hmm. Let's say you actually have a life savings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you have ten thousand dollars. This okay. is all you have to your name. Mm-hmm. Okay. You putting it on the Warriors to win the finals, or are you taking the other twenty nine teams? No, nope. the Warriors. Okay. Million right. million percent. Mine's the same. Uh, <laughs> I say like, welcome to the NBA. Yeah. I don't think there's I anything mean, else to say. It came are you, close, but are I you mean, at the point like you were last year where mm-hmm. you were like, why not? Why are we having this season? Why is anyone excited about basketball? Because I know last year you were completely like, what's the fucking point of this? No, excited. because LeBron's not in the like. LeBron not being in the East will make yes, the East is the inferior conference to the West. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I, I think it'll be the Celtics, but it could be the 76ers, could be the Raptors. I don't know who exactly yeah. is going to come out in the East. Where last year it was LeBron Warriors. Why are we so having a season? you feel like you're getting something fresh. Yeah. I like it. Where in the West, yeah. it's, hey, the Rockets might be able to challenge. Ooh, but the Lakers could look really good and challenge the Warriors. It's a little bit more competitive, but I still got the Warriors winning it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone, and again, I think the NBA is still fun, even though the NBA, mm-hmm. uh, the Warriors are dominating. Yeah. And I think that speaks a lot to what the NBA is doing right now with the product. And although some people are upset it's a pro- player's league, I am one of them. It's still been a great product. Oh. So, Until Katie yeah, goes east next year and then becomes king of the east. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, we're not, we're not predicting free agency yet. But final segment, let's jump into our award predictions. We counted the playoff predictions, at least uh, you know the seedings. Uh, if you got a team right, that's a point. If you got the po- team and the seed right, that's two points. Um, now we're going to do it for the awards as well. So we're going to even add on to see how good we are at, at predicting. So far, Dave is the king. Uh, 33 points for him. Ricky's got 30. I have 29. So close. Um, and once we be, you know do this for seven years, we'll start to see who Sean's actually like, uh, I just have to add more categories. categories. I'm just saying. Like, that I, is- I seem to be pretty good at this. You, I'm just, I'm you have a four-point lead. Congrats, dickhead. Um, well, three oh, that could change me. after Are one you? season of the Nuggets being the three seed. You three, three point on me. No, I'm not. I'm joking. Huh? Yeah. Nice three point lead on me. I'm talking for myself. Oh, okay. No, 29. Just disregard me there at 30. No, I only care about myself. I'm a very self-centered, <laughs> selfish person. Uh, but anyways, we are adding more, uh, at least, awards and more mm-hmm. chances for me to gain points on Dave. Um, and we do have MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Six Man, Coach of the Year, and Most Improved Player that we are picking. Last year, MVP went to James Harden. Defensive Player of the Year went to Rudy Gobert. Rookie of the Year went to Ben Simmons. Six Man went to Lou Will, Sweet Lou, out in uh, LAC. Then we have Coach of the Year was uh, not Brad Stevens. Dwayne it's Dwayne Casey. Casey. Um, and then uh, most improved player, we had Victor Oladipo with his twenty-five and five. So Dave Spencer Dinwiddie was on that on that voting at third. Oh. And Dave, how we're going to do it? We're going to go most improved player to MVP, ah. bottom to top on your screen. So we're <laughs> Jump start, cut because Dave didn't listen. The yeah, first Dave time. did not listen. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to start with reading. IMP instead of MVP. Dave sure. don't uh, tweet. Dave don't read. Give us your most Im- uh, most improved player for the 2018-2019. It's got to be Markel Fultz. I mean, he he already was the youngest to get a triple double, but. I think that he will do so much more this year. And I know this award usually goes to guys who are third-year player. You know, it's after you get those first two years onto you because it's rookie, and then obviously you don't want to give it to him the second year because it's like, well, we expected you to progress. But I think the level at which Mark Fultz will progress is going to impress people. I think that he is going to be a standout stud. And I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. What can I say? Like, the kid's going to be electric. Uh, Ricky, give me I am. This is probably the only time I've gone Homer on the podcast. I'm going Zach Levine. I mean, Whoa. because of the injuries that he had last year, and I mean, only having 16 points, three assists last year. I think Zach, although he came out of the preseason game, the first one with a th- thigh contusion, which they said shouldn't be long term. 
I think Zach Levine's going to play well enough where we're not going to be a playoff team, but it's like, you know what? This Bulls team has a future, and Zach Levine was very much improved being the leader of this Bulls team in 2018-2019. The biggest thing that you look with the Most Improved Player Award is typically they turn into stars. Mm -hmm. Um, We see Giannis on the list, CJ McCollum, Jimmy Butler, Paul George. There's a Goran Dragic in there. There's a Ryan Anderson in there. Um, Kevin Love's on there. Aaron Brooks is in there. Danny Granger, Hito Turkoglu. Um, Man, remember but Danny Granger? He was great. He just, Andrews, yeah. de, de, you know, that screwed him over. Really you, like last year's was, did you mention Vic already? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, we already talked about yeah. it a little bit earlier. So I have I have to pick someone who I think is going to be a star. Mm-hmm. And I think a way that they're going to be a star is not only the market they're in, but the player they're playing next to. Mm-hmm. And, and we are so high on Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be the year he does it. I think he's going to put it all together. He's a fantastic shooter. He's Phenomenal addition the ball. KD Light? The, KD Light, but I think in much different ways. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's got the same Skeletor yeah, um, say like, look, but <laughs> he's the different skill set in the way yeah. that he was starting for uh, the Lakers at point, point guard, guard last mm-hmm. uh, preseason game because even, of his ability to dish out. I think there was about 15 games at the end of last year where mm-hmm. he also was point guard. And that might change throughout the regular season because they do have LeBron as well, and they have Lonzo, Lonzo they have Rajon Rondo, yeah. but... I think he's going to be able to do the distributing part very well. He's going to pull in boards. I think he's going to be extremely efficient with LeBron, Rondo, and Lonzo dishing the ball out to him. I think he's going to be the second option when it comes to scoring. I think he's going to put up maybe 18 to 20 points this year. I think he's going to be an efficient 45, 39, and then, you know, like, uh, he's not that great of a free throw. Oh, he's an all right free throw shooter. Maybe like 80 from the from the line. I don't want to get too high because I'm not, a, I'm not crazy yeah. off the top of my head um, when it comes to free throw. I think looking back at his free throw, or thinking back to when he was coming out, I don't think he was a great free throw shooter. I um, might have changed, though. I can't think off the top of my head. But I really think that he is going to take that next jump, and especially what you think uh, mm-hmm. of the Lakers. If they do become a three seed and he's the second best player on that team, I think he's going to get most improved player. I completely agree and love the take. I just didn't take it because you did. Um, you want it? You're like, do we both go Brandon? Yeah, Ingram? I thought about You're it. Like, but oh. I was like, look, I think Bi is going to put up like 20, and it's it's not going to be a big question because he is the second best player on that team in mm-hmm. my mind. He has such an amazing length to him that he goes through the lane like like a knife through butter. It's it's hilarious watching him go through. The, the problem with him is his turnovers. Obviously, mm-hmm. just. The way he dribbles, sometimes it can be a little high, it's a little lazy, but like for the majority of his game, I'm just so excited to watch him play, watch him with the ball in his hands. And then the effort, like in the, like, like I talked about during the Western Conference stuff, the effort that he has in transition, like he's going to be running for him, he's going to get easy points left and right. You know, expect this LeBron James led team to look similar as to that uh, Miami Heat days when they were just running the court and chucking it. And real quick, uh, I'm going to, uh, just making an amend to yeah. my uh, most improved player thing. I said he was going to shoot 45, 30, uh, 45, 40, and then uh, 80. 80 yeah. Totally wrong on his typical margins. Yep. Uh, he was 47 last year, 39 from three, and then uh, 68 from the line. So he was a bad free throw shooter. Um, I think that field goal percentage is still going to go down because he's going to take more shots. Um, I think that three-point percentage is going to probably stick around the same way, but I think he's going to take more threes um, and probably going to sit around the 70% free throw shooter. But I think yeah. he's going to get to 20 points per game. Uh, I think he's going to grab around uh, yeah, well, I mean, maybe – Five and a half boards and then four. I'm just based off of like how many points. Like, look at if we're saying he's the number two man. Look at what Kevin Love did. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's how much can one guy do for you? And I think that between the two and three on Cleveland last year, you take a look at the two and three on the uh, Lakers right now, and you go, all right. So yeah, they've got a lot of points that they need to fill up. Last year he was at about 16 a game. Yeah. 
Uh, so this year he can definitely well, bump up for no problem. And I don't think Kuzma's going to take a dip. So I think Kuzma's still going to put out a, a nice percentage, but yeah. Ingram's going to be in the starting lineup. Yeah. And I don't think you can really you know put up the same stat margin and then also be most improved player. So I think Ingram's really going to step into a role that is extremely visual, and you know this is going to be a team that's going yeah. to the playoffs. Uh, so I think that's going to be a reason why. It's I nice think thing. the one thing with the Levine pick is just I don't think you don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So I think it's going to be tough for him to win most improved player and not be in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying, Ricky? I mean, yeah. if he can carry them though, that that's one of the things. Like he mm-hmm. was such a great shooter on the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. and I think back to that, and I'm like, I can like, he, can but that wasn't back? a third option. Do the Bulls Still. need to make the? That's the question I had. Do the Bulls need to make the playoffs for him to be? most improved or I think can they miss close. the playoffs but he can be the true number one and you can see like hey he could be the star yeah. of this team could he still be if he puts MIP? up like 24 f- probably like 24 3 and 5 mm-hmm. like i could see him being most improved like it's a walk away and, and they could be like a, not injured they like could that's... be like a nine seed or a 10 seed mm-hmm. and he could have that sound like yeah he's most improved my thing though is i i was gonna go aaron gordon mm-hmm. this dunk yeah. contest buddy but I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. That's why I went away from him. Mm-hmm. But he's been growing incrementally every single year. Five points to nine points to 12 points to 17 points. I think he could be a guy that puts up 23 points. And he's yeah. improving as a three-point shooter. He's improving as a shooter. He's, he's improving as a passer. He's, he's just improving in general. Yeah. I think as you know, in his, he's only 23 years old. It's literally I think the only this player might they've be developed the, on that team. Yeah, I think this might be the season that Aaron Gordon really steps into his own mm-hmm. and, and could fight for that most improved player if, yeah. in, in even not making the playoffs yep. uh, for his team. So I think that's going to be a fun race um, because people always come out of the woodworks. You know, we don't know exactly who it was. Who's going to be D'Angelo Russell? Yeah, that's my that's my like guy who I'm like just outside. I, I love talking about him. So I'm just and no one him. expected Vic to have the season he did, and he mm-hmm. was absolutely phenomenal and totally worth uh, worthy of that of that award. And we'll see what happens. Who comes out of the woodwork this year? Spencer Didwitty come came out of the woodwork last year um, and got it um, for uh, you know uh, what's it he called? was the top three in yeah, the voting top yeah. three. Um, so let's move to the coach of the year. Uh, last year was Dwayne Casey, and I'm going to go to Ricky first because mm-hmm. he's so pissed off that Dwayne Casey won the award last year. I mean, only because the guy who's going to win it this year should be back to back coach of the year, and that's Brad Stevens. Like this Celtics team, the only not the only eh, only reason they made it as far as they did last year was Brad Stevens put that team in the right situations to win. He makes that team what it is. And this year we're going to see, wow, the Celtic team, yeah, they've got talent on that team. But without Brad Stevens, they are a vastly different team, and he's going to be coach of the year. I agree that Stevens is going to be coach of the year because typically if you have the most you know wins in a season, mm-hmm. you are seen right. as coach of, the, yeah. coach of the year. And, you know, obviously it's going to be him versus him or Kerr, but I think Kerr's already done it. We see the talent difference between those teams. We're bored with excellence. I think it's going to be Stevens. It's going to be his year that he finally gets it. Because people were saying he was still the best coach in the year, yeah, the year he, last he, year. He, but they felt like they needed to give it to the Raptors just because of what, what they know, did in the East. What and, they did and in the dominating East. the regular season, which it's a regular season award. Mm-hmm. You know, to remind everybody, because we all overlooked that, because it's the award comes out so late in the year. It's like, really? Because yeah. last thing I remember was him just running into LeBron's face. I think Stevens <laughs> is going to get it, though, just because, again, people were like, even when Dwayne Casey won it, they're like, really? Is he mm-hmm. best coach of the year? I think it's yeah. going to end up going to, to Stevens. Uh, who do you have? I have uh, Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Uh, pretty controversial take. I think that uh, he's going to win coach of the year. So not Luke Walton. No. Or LeBron James. No, probably not. So not one of the two uh, coaches. No, no. The, LeBron the, the, or no. the third coach. I mean, third coach in uh, Rajon Rondo. Um, honestly, it, I want to go Mike D'Antoni. Like, he's a guy who doesn't get credit for the excellence that his team has been doing. Mm-hmm. They just went out last year. Won a shit ton of games, finished number one, and no, let's give it to the East. Why do you think let's he's going to win the it this year? Let's make the East feel though? better. 
I think that him turning around Carmelo Anthony is going to be the biggest thing. Him okay. watching, him being able to succeed with guys who haven't succeeded elsewhere. Him with a redemption story for Brandon Knight, Michael Carter-Williams. Being able to do these things again and being able to repeat success repeat success again and win 65 games or something something monumental like that. I think there's a chance that this Rockets team can repeat and do it again. I just think with D'Antoni and media award members, yeah. it's going to be tough for him to do it. And although we might we might see improvements in Mike Carter Williams, uh, Brandon Knight, mm-hmm. and you know hell even Marquise Chris and Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I don't know if those names are going to be big enough, and if the improvements are going to be significant enough for people to notice and take notice of that. But I think D'Antoni definitely is deserved. I mean, one he's, award he's revolutionizing the way teams are building right now. I think mm-hmm. there's got to be some credit given to him in that front. Let's move now to the six man. Six man last year was Lou Will, most likely could be a starter this year. Has played very well in the six man role. Uh, past couple of years, we'll see I mean, where a he is. To roll him off the bench again. Right? Yeah, it's, he could be back to back, you know, winners uh, for the uh, Six Man of the Year award. Yeah, uh, but let's go to it, and we'll start with Ricky, who spelled his winner's last name wrong. Who is your Six Man of the Award winner? No, mine is Rajon Rondo. Where he is one where yes, he's the starter right now. However. When I look at it, it's when Lonzo comes back, he will then become the starter. And Rajon Rondo, I looked at it, I'm like, I did not spell no, his I name apologize. wrong, by the way. Yeah. Um, but Rajon Rondo is my sixth man, and part of the reason why Lakers are going to be where they are in the playoffs. Good take. I don't think he's going to be a qualified for the six-man role because he'll have too many starts. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got Eric Gordon. I'm taking the easy money here. Like It's Lou Will, it's Eric Gordon. They've been at the top of this for a couple years now, and he deserves to be there. Eric Gordon... Maybe there's a theme. My coach of the year, my six men of the year. I think the Rockets are a good team. What it's happened just, to Reek? Look, I, I mean, that was your number one six man going <laughs> into the season. I know. I think he's gonna regress. I don't. I don't think he can put up twenty five and five again. Mm-hmm. I look at that Pacers team and I think that enough guys are good enough that he's not gonna be putting up twenty nine. I think he's probably gonna be at like sixteen. I mean, I know it's not a big difference, you know, to you guys, but like to me, I look at that number and I'm like. He's going to have a great impact. The Pacers are going to be a really good team. But when I look at six men, it's how much do you contribute to the success of a team? And I think beyond, obviously, um, Clint Capella, James Harden, and Chris Paul, like literally the next most valuable piece is Eric Gordon on the team that won the most games last year. So I have to believe that Eric Gordon, again, is going to contribute a lot to these wins that they're going to get this year. And also just... Uh... Reek was 19 5 and 5, not 25. Oh, okay. That was uh, Victor Oladipo. Uh, uh, but still, regression yeah. would not be shocking because he hasn't had that good of a season. I would say since his rookie year, which yeah. was 25 and 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, now let's move to rookie of the year. Last year, Ben Simmons won it controversially, whatever. Um, but we have full rookies this year. No one thinks Harry Giles is going to win it. Uh, but let's look at rookie <laughs> of the year. No. <laughs> um, we're going to go to Dave first. Dave, sure. who's your rookie of the year? Because uh, technically, I've already given out this award. I, I gave it out draft night. I. Th- <laughs> I want to agree with you, but DeAndre Ayton's going to have the stats that just look, like, ridiculous. Like, have you watched him play in the preseason? Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Yeah. He's swatting fucking flies out there. Like, it's nothing. He's going to put up, like, 20 and 12 in his rookie year. I just, I'm floored with the level that he's coming in at, and I think that because he's on a bad team, he's going to have ridiculous numbers. So I think that... Well, I want to say it's the obvious option because he was the number one pick in the draft and everything. Yeah. I like my boy Luca over there, but it's just the numbers are going to be too much to look away from. 
It's tough to say he's going to put up 20 when the last time someone put up 20 was Blake Griffin in 2010-2011. So a rookie coming in and putting up 20 is a lot. Not saying DeAndre Ayton can't do it, (laughs) but I'm just saying it's it's a lot for for someone to come in and do it. He's on a bad team. Have you seen the Suns? He's got all... He's got everything in his in his power to do it. I just, I just, especially with his team, I think the, yeah. the role he's going to be in. It's, I think it's just going to be tough. That's yep. why I had a, a little bit of difficulties putting yep. him there. Ricky, you kind of went around the same thing with the twenty point score. I almost well, first I almost put Wendell Carter because I was thinking, you know what, like pure homerism there, but. I think he's going to compete like and do well, and I think it's going to be with him, not offense, but more of he'll have enough on offense, maybe like 12, 13, but more defensively what he brings to the table. But well, I had to go. Kind of like a Al Horford? Yeah, like Al Horford. Sure, whatever. Whatever you want to think of. Um, shut up about Al Horford. I just, for me, I got to go with Trey Young because, like, yeah, I know right now you look at his preseason numbers, he's struggling from three. He's going to get that going, and he's going to have assist numbers that are just phenomenal to where I saw a clip. Maybe this is just me off of this one clip. I don't know. But the one clip, he just one-hands it through a defender's legs to his um, teammate who puts it in for a dunk over another opposing player. He's going to not change the game but fit perfectly into what this NBA is, and he'll be the rookie of the year at the end of the year. He's too boomer bust in my mind. He has he's going to have boom, boom. usage, but I think yeah. it's going to be like you know he could put up twenty, but also do it on like you know forty thirty shooting. Like he's he could be very inefficient. Yeah. That's the biggest worry I have with mm-hmm. Trey Young winning that award. I'm not worried at all for the guy who just dominated the the second best professional league in the world to come oh. in and you know, be really great in the NBA. It's Luka Doncic. I said it draft night, 15-7-7. and We're saying he's a dark, the Mavericks are a dark horse for the playoffs last year. This was a team that was intentionally tanking that really didn't get significantly better. Yes, mm-hmm. they added DeAndre Jordan, but the biggest That's addition. significantly better. Is it, though? Because, <laughs> so. again, like, he. Is it, though? But he's not, he's not the third option on that team. He's going to be, like, the fourth option. It's going to go. Probably Harrison Barnes, maybe first option. Luca, second option. Dennis Smith Jr., third option. And DeAndre Jordan, fourth option. Where's Turk on that list, Ricky? 17. But with Luka Doncic, I don't know. he took their, you know, at least ability to yeah. win up significantly. And this is a 19 year old rookie. And we look at what we've seen so far. He's going to start slimming down more. He's going to get quicker. He's going to get faster. He's been tired from playing so much in the East, uh, in the European 96 League. 96 games in like three years or mm-hmm. something. He's, and he's played years. so much that, you know, he finally took a break. He put on a couple, you know, uh, you know, some weight. But also I think he's going to be able to take that down throughout training, throughout, you know, playing and throughout working out that he's going to get back into game shape. And even if he's not in game shape, he's looked fantastic. And the only player that was able to stop him so far and make him look bad was Ben Simmons, who is one of the best defenders and probably underrated defenders in the NBA right now. So Luka Doncic is going to be able to come in here and put up 45, 38, be great from the line, probably about 80-plus from the line, and put up 15, 7, and 7. Luka Doncic is a fantastic player. He's going to prove it this year. Luka Doncic, I said it draft night, I'm not worried that he's not going to do that. Because even if Aiton puts up 20 and 12, Mavericks are going to be better, and Luke is going to have a very impressive uh, stat line to go with it. He's going to have a Ben Simmons-esque stat line when it comes to, I think Ben was 16, 8, and 8. I think 
Doncic can do 15, 7, and 7. I think that's going to be where Luka is. I think Luka's going to win Rookie of the Year as a true rookie, if some people want to say it. Uh, so, I don't want to do it because I don't want to jinx him. Uh, Luka Doncic, though, is going <laughs> to be the... I'm uh, I'm like Ricky with the freaking Minnesota Vikings. Like, <laughs> I won't do it. I won't say it. Yep. Luka Doncic will be Rookie of the Year. Uh, who's sleepers? You said Wendell Carter. Who, you, who got his first sleeper for this award? Uh, my sleeper for this award, let's go with Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Okay. Uh, I think that Wendell Carter is a good one. Uh, one guy that we didn't mention at all, I think uh, Marvin Bagley. I mean, this guy last year put up 20 and 12. I'm yeah. not saying it's going to happen, but on a bad team, hell. You know, we never know what can happen. Maybe come December. Did you see that lineup the Kings played with? Yeah. Frank Mason and four centers. They're a real bad team, Dave. They're a real bad team. But maybe Marvin Bagley uh, comes out and does it. I, I think, think he's the best s- rookie on his own team. Really? Harry Giles. No, no. Give me the Giles Miles. Get out of there. Uh, let's go to Defensive Player of the Year, though. This one might get a little bit uh, you know, shaky. We're going to look back at that and laugh. Um, mm-hmm. Defensive Player of the Year last year, it was Rudy Gobert. Dave, who do you got winning? Defensive Bold player of the call year? here. I'm going Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Some people don't think he can do it again. I think he's going to be phenomenal for a long time. I think defensively, we watched him play part of a year and basically change their direction, push him right into the playoffs. I think he can do it. I think a whole year of Rudy Gobert, this team's probably going to be... I'm not going to say they're going to set a record for defensive efficiencies, but... They're going to be one of the best defensive teams. All they've done is get better. Like they, I look at their offseason, like you didn't get worse, not even like one percentage. Everybody, if everyone progresses, mm-hmm. this team is just fucking scary on the on the defensive end. Like that's for them. They just need to figure out, you know, how do we score more points? How do we become more efficient on offense? But I'm not worried about that because I think that Rudy Gobert defensively is just nothing comes near the net. Nothing mm-hmm. comes near. I mean, and we saw what the effect they had on that team. I and mean, yeah. the team wasn't a playoff. Uh, team before he came on and changed their team defensively. They were good defensively without him. Yeah. They were great defensively with him. Uh, so, I mean, it wouldn't be shocked if that happens. Ricky, who's your defensive player of the year? Uh, mine, I went through a thought process. The first one, I was like, Kevin Durant, just because he was like, I'll never win defensive player of the year because they kind of disrespect the Warriors because of our greatness. <laughs> then I was like, no, he ain't going to win it. Then I was like, you know, it's going to be Rudy Gobert back to back. And then I went, oh, no, Ricky, you are stupid. Because there is a player coming back this year that is going to the weaker conference who is just <laughs> going to maul, maul guys defensively, and that's Kawhi Leonard. He's going to have a resurgence this year. He's going to be the best defensive player in the league and be defensive player of the year. I can't really say no to it. I mean, know? yeah, I mean, nothing you said was wrong there. One of the best players in the, in, in the NBA, and it's because he's probably the best, one of the best uh, defenders. Def- defenders and also and two-way players And he might get it mainly because, wow, we forgot how good defensively he was because he didn't play last year. That's a good point. Uh, but also, he's not going to be able to shut down LeBron James because he's out of the East, so we'll see. No, we'll see. So who, who's down. his, I mean, if Jason he shuts down Tatum? Who? Yeah, so that's ben not Simmons? very impressive. Mm, yeah, Kevin, maybe. Da- he's going to shut down the guy who can't shoot. Victor Oladipo? I mean, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Giannis? Mm-hmm. That's probably his best shot. Yeah. Giannis. Giannis is also a, 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 a nominee, I think, for this award. Um, I was going to go with Anthony Davis for this award, but there's only two players to ever win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year um, in the same year. It's Michael Jordan and Hakeem Olajuwon. Both players were the best players uh, in the league when they did win it. Um, and I don't think it's going to happen this year for Anthony Davis because I don't think he's the best player in the NBA. I think it's tough for him to do mm-hmm. both in the same year. And I also don't think he's the best defender in the league. Um, best defender is probably Rudy Gobert. But also I don't think it's going to be Rudy Gobert because outside of his effect, we saw his effect because of his injury. I don't think we're going to see that even though the team's going to be great A defensively. Full year you know, of sustained like 80-something defensive rating. Oh, he's a, hilarious. He's a monster. <laughs> he's, he's an absolute and stud. And people, again, I'm just... More, more stoking the furnace on this one. 
they do like to ride the same guy a couple of years if he's good. I mean, you mm-hmm. look back in the past, Kawhi Leonard, multiple-time winner. Dwight Howard, multiple-time winner. Uh, ben Wallace, multiple shit twice in two different sets. Like, yeah. It's just something that, you know, I, I've got a feeling that there's a good chance for a back-to-backer. I think there is. And I'm not saying if Gobert definitely has the ability to. Yep. Um, only seven perimeter players have ever won the award. Ooh. Uh, uh, That's a good stat. Ka- Kawhi Leonard is one. Uh, Dante or uh, uh, Sidney Moncrief is one. Alvin Robertson is one. Michael Cooper, Michael Jordan, Gary Payton, Ron Artest, now known as Metal World Peace, and Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> we are about to have the eighth perimeter player and possibly the second point guard to win. Ooh! Although he's a six ten monster in Ben Simmons. I talked about Joel Embiid going out. I think that it's going to happen again—a minor injury—and I think we're going to see the 76ers' defense not falter. And I think teams are going to realize, and players are going to realize, that Ben Simmons is probably the best defender on the 76ers. And I think this is a guy that last year had 1.7 steals and about a block a game. I think that's going to go up to two and a half steals and for sure a block a game this year. And I think we're going to see a defensive rating that is ridiculous from Ben Simmons. This team is still going to play well without Joel Embiid. This defensive anchor is not Joel Embiid. He's the most fun and exciting player on that team. But Ben Simmons, I think, is the most well-rounded and best player. And he's going to be able to body up uh, uh, point guards. And also, you're getting... The ability to play next to Markel Fultz, who has proven to be a very good defender in very limited time, I think it's going to go to Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons, I think it would be Anthony Davis, but I don't think he's going to be both defensive player and MVP. I think Ben Simmons is going to slide in there, especially if the injury happens, and he shows his worth without Joel Embiid. Yeah, I mean, he was a guy who was number two in defensive win shares last year. His defensive rating, I think, was like a 102. Mm -hmm. Like, it's He's so good. And yet he didn't finish in the top three because of Joe. Joe Joe was seen as the best defender. I don't think that's true. I think it's Ben Simmons. Yep. So those are my thoughts on that. Uh, But let's move to MVP. Last year was James Harden. Mm -hmm. Ricky, what do you got winning the award? Uh, Mine, like I mentioned in the first segment, if the Lakers are going to make the Western Conference Finals, LeBron James needs to go off. LeBron James, MVP. He is going to have a bonkers year. He is in L.A. He's going to make a statement. I'm the best player in the league. MVP LeBron wills them to the Western Conference Finals. Why? What, what is a bonkers year from LeBron? Because like, we, we have gotten so used to LeBron being LeBron. He's been the most I efficient it, he's ever been in the past three years, when and I he's say, still putting up great numbers. When I say bonkers, it's what we usually get from LeBron. Just take LeBron from last year, put him on a better team, and people are going to go, oh, like voters are going to go, Oh, wow, look at what he's doing. Plus, with him playing in the West, doing what he did God. last year, people are like, the voters are going to go, well, he must be better. No, he's the exact same. He's just in the more talented conference now. So I think that because of that, we're fine. And that's another thing. Are we ever going to award LeBron with another MVP? Because like he should get it just every year. But that's besides the point. I think with him moving to the West, the harder conference, he's going to Get the votes to win the MVP. One thing I will throw out there, LeBron in 30 games against the Western Conference last year, 26.3 points uh, compared to 28 points uh, against the Eastern Conference. Nine rebounds, which is more than he had against the Eastern Conference, but also less assists, 9.3 against the Eastern Conference and 8.9 against the Western Conference. Also, his true shooting went down, his field goal percentage went down, his three went down, um, and his free throw went down. So, I mean, he did kind of struggle a little bit more against the Western Conference. He is facing harder competition. Mm-hmm. So. I, I mean, we're going to have to have basically last year, I couldn't believe he he was, you know, basically 20, I think 27 and a half 
eight and nine. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, are, are we talking like triple double LeBron James? Or are we talking like thirty-one point LeBron James? You know, like mm-hmm. is that what it's going to take? Do you think that on this worst, on this worst, on this, this Lakers Warriors team, conference, on this Lakers team, he has to put up over thirty for them to be, you know? No, uh, I don't think he has to put up over thirty to win the award, okay. but he has to. He has to be close to what he was last year, which I think he's he's just going to go to to me another level with this team this year. I think for LeBron to win it, because I haven't finished second mm-hmm. because it is LeBron. Yep. Um, I think for him to win it, he has to do something where he takes this Laker team from out of the playoffs to the second seed mm-hmm. or oh. the third seed. Like he has to do something with the team I like it. rather than the, you know, yeah. the, the individual I mean, performance. We've seen the individual performances from James Harden and Russell Westbrook these past two years stand mm-hmm. out. So it'll be very interesting to see what kind of a number or if it's going to be more of a team effort to get him there. Who is your most valuable player? My most valuable player is Giannis. It, it's very simple. He's gotten better every year. And if he gets better this year, no one no one will have a better stat line than him. It got better. Which is crazy. But like he, he will be you know in that upper echelon of, we talk about him being a top 10 player. Now it becomes, is he in the top five range? Like mm-hmm. There is something scary to be said about a man who had, who is seven feet tall, who has an incredible wingspan, who can run down the court in like five steps. And just brings such a level of enjoyment and fun to the game that honestly, there's there's just something special about this kid. So he last year, just to remind you how good he was, he put up 27, 10, and basically five with a steal and a half and a block and a half a game. Ridiculous, mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous. Every year up to this point, he went point wise from 6.8, 12.7, 16.9, 22.9, 26.9. So if he continues the trend and puts up, you know. 29 or 30 mm-hmm. uh 10 and 5 like i'm sorry i think that that man is the mvp i don't <laughs> think there's a whole lot of conversation to it i think if he can drag this sorry ass bucks team to the playoffs again i mean they got a better coach this year they got a better coach they still have the same problems we'll see what happens to this team but i think i i expect no chance of regression i think that he is still young he's still going he's 24 23 still like mm-hmm. come on this is for me, it's just he is—he's the next bright star of the league, and I can't wait till he gets there. I—I I, I know where you're coming from, and I understand. I want to crown his ass. I and I—I I don't blame you because the kid's phenomenal. Yeah. But he is not the guy to take that next step into stardom. He oh. is not the next guy to take his step into the top three player conversation. It's Anthony Davis. AD's winning it without playing with DeMarcus Cousins. We look at what he did, um, at least from the the injury that happened against the Houston Rockets all the way to uh, the game against San Antonio to end the season. In those 33 games, he shot 51% from the field, 33% from three, 83% from the line, scored 30 points per game, 11.9 rebounds, two assists, two steals, 3.2 blocks. And then also we look at what he did in the playoffs. He was absolutely dominant, 30 points per game, 52% from the field, uh, field, 82% 82% from the line, 10 boards, or sorry, 13 boards, uh, 1.7 assists, two steals, 2.3 blocks. If he does something where he's putting up 30 points per game, possibly leading the, the league in scoring, uh, about 13 boards per game, also over two blocks and two steals per game, there's no way he doesn't win it. I know, and, and they're going to be in similar situations because saying, they're going to be bottom half on, yeah. of the West and East, but also being bottom half of the West yeah. is more important than being in bottom half of the East. And I think. We're going to see Anthony Davis have a phenomenal defensive year. He's going to lead this Pelicans team, and he's going to put up over 30 points per game. I think it's a similar argument for those players, but I think AD is just going to win it because he's in the better conference, and I think it's going to be more important that he's doing it in the West compared to the East. We'll see. We'll see. I think LeBron does finish second, though, mm-hmm. and I think Jokic finished third because that was my hot take. <laughs> uh, I was wondering who you remember. All right. 
Those are our playoff uh, award predictions as the uh, camera turns mm-hmm. off, so there's no point in restarting it. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast or them off. watching this <laughs> I segment. I know such thing, fans. Uh, I would never. Because, what, this is about 90, we'll 80, 80 to 80 and then 50, so about 90 minutes, so about an hour and a half, a little mm-hmm. bit over an hour Ooh. and a half. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully you uh, liked our predictions. Let us know what you think down in the comments below. Also, don't forget to tweet at us, uh, at Most of Pod, if you have any thoughts. Uh, you can DM us. You can slide into them DMs if you feel like it. And also, if you have the chance, uh, rate us um, on iTunes. Give us five stars if you feel like it. I think we're closing in on 40 reviews. Nice. You can also check out Dave's shirt that he was wearing through the podcast um, on mostofailpodcast.com. And also check out patreon.com slash mostofailpodcast. I know we're going to have to have our boy Jake on. At some point, uh, we'll, we'll have him on and talk about the uh, Philadelphia 76ers because I believe his uh, one-year uh, anniversary is coming up. And, That'd be and, pretty uh, special. we got to talk to uh, Z, right? So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get Z on the, the line as well and talk about some Suns basketball because we know he is a, a dedicated Suns fan. So if you want to be like Z or Jake, check out patreon.com slash podcast. But for Dave Oster, for Ricky Whitmer, who is yawning, I'm Sean Anderson. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.